Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
seven. What else in hell? Can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, Brother Blue. All right, very soon I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. All right, peace to the family, peace to you and yours. All right, give us one second. The chat room should be open. Peace to the family, peace to the chat. Give me one second. I got to send these. Uh... All right, send these drinks out real quick. I got a quote. On Twitter. In the meantime, let me open up my co-host line. All right, call it from the three four seven six five zero. Peace, you in the base, base. Mhm. Peace to the family. We're still doing another ledge radio. This is your co-host brother Raphael reporting live. What's good? Yes, indeed. You sound clear. Let me know how I sound. Yeah, you sound no. clear, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If there's any distortion in the sound family, please inform us in the chat, and I'll make the necessary changes and adjustment. Okay? So. Screw with you, man. I can't call it, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, just getting in the house, unwinding. But, you know, so everything is okidori. I'm just glad to be here, you know? For sure. So, hold on one second. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A powerful program for me today. Can I speak on it? Well, tonight, family, you guys are in for a treat, as usual. You know, uh, we're going to do something tonight that hasn't been done, to my knowledge, on... um, all of Law Talk Radio, you know, this may be a first that we are bringing our brothers together, okay? Our brother, brother Nazi, my brother Tazariak, and our brother Hashar, the Hebrew war machine is coming on our show tonight, live and direct. These brothers are a powerful, powerful combination together, and, uh, I'm sure these brothers make many Hebrew Israelites around the world very proud 
for the stance that they've taken, you know, by coming together, showing camaraderie and unity, and the square that they stand on, defending the word, defending the uh, doctrine, and being very firm in their defense to protect the uh, Hebrew-Israelite nation, you know what I'm saying? So these brothers are going to come through tonight. They have a quick all the topics that they'll be touching on. And, uh, you know, we're rolling out the red and the blue carpet for our brothers, you know what I'm saying, our warriors, our warrior scholars. And, uh, you know, we welcome you to do the same. Um, you know, and that's what it is. Indeed. Look forward to it. Uh, thank you, everybody, that joined us. This past Friday, thanks to everybody that joined us this past Thursday. Thank you to everyone that joined us this past Tuesday. We had a trifecta last week here on KTL Radio. Um, who was it? <laughs> on Tuesday, Cosmo. Yeah, on Tuesday we had Lennon Honor. Oh, yes, Lennon Honor. Salute. Shout out to yes. our brother, Lennon Honor, a, who is a legend. I mean, if anybody listened to the show and then turned their TVs on directly the next day, they take any time. So what you meant about what Obama was doing, you know, in the fair campaign that they initiated, you know, and then um, when you see what they were doing on 9-11 and other things, hopefully you were properly prepared, you know, to uh, deflect all forms of programming, fair mongering, what kind of other weak emotions that our people are currently being subjected to, you know. Right. Engaged in entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was that? There was, no, I said the things that they were engaged in, the things that they were entertaining, there were so many um, dichotomous conversations taking place all at once last week. You know what I'm saying? Last week was like the the the, the Again, on the low campaign. Yeah, everything. You know how they got rating seasons? They got rating seasons and they go all out. You know what I'm saying? They save their best shows for last. That's what last week was. You know, the campaign of of, uh, that, you know, it's one of the campaigns of the tallest order. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Where they really gauged the public, you know what I'm saying? They really got into gauging to see who's in other people's lives and how deep are you into another person's life. You feel me? So it was quite interesting, and it it, it just yeah, it was snowballing. It led from one incident to the next, to the next, and they didn't even give you enough time. Focus on one. They just kept it coming. It was like whap 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 whap. So they was rolling. They was rolling them out. You know, so but now, you know, if you are part of that matrix, if you're part of that program, if you openly accept, you know, that these Europeans and these corporations and these, you know, Negro PMs and everybody else who doesn't have our best interests at hand, let's just be honest about it. And I'm not saying all, but I'm talking about the media, talking about propagandists, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the ignorant, the people who don't know, so they'll parakeet and repeat. And, you know, if you bought into that, 
then in your mind's eye and in your heart, and then, you know, the black man has been completely demasculized, completely obliterated, like, you know, he's on the side of the highway. He won't kill at this point, you know what I'm saying? He's like that damn, uh, that possum on I-95 right now between Spartansburg and Atlanta. You know what I'm talking about? Getting continuously ran over, you know, by all kinds of vehicles. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's just total, total roadkill. Total roadkill, right? Mm-hmm. Total, total yeah. roadkill. And right. we, uh, that's why those shows last week were very important. I mean, to cut your wisdom all the way from Lennon Honor, who probably, you know, who qualified his teachings. Um, hello? Yes, bro. Yeah, to the brother Ra Aku and Evan Reese, who came on, qualified their teachings from a cosmophysics point of view, from a common sense point of view, from a real talk aspect. And then the trifecta to close it. And that out, we brought you the good reverend, Dr. Phil Valentine, and he came and put that shit in the bag and either completely tied it up and threw it out the window, put some glasses on, he put the day lift glasses on your face, and he probably prepared you and qualified what was going on. So that right there, if those three doses is not enough, then we're going to go ahead and triple that tonight with a trifecta of our Hebrew Israelite brothers who I'm sure is going to talk some sense into your mind and to your brains and deprogram that shit because, you know, it's not about judging at the end of the day. Like, I can't get mad at the people for what they're being put through. You know, I can't be mad at the people because this is a sophisticated level of propaganda. This is a sophisticated, they're talking to your lower nature, your emotions, they hit, they're all in your emotional bag at this point, at this point in time. Like, they're doing their job. They're working. They're cooking. You know what I mean? And they're cooking hard body because they've been getting cooked. Can't discredit with the conscious movement and with this information, you know, the, the, the influx of information and the rise of consciousness amongst our people. You know, they, they, they got a counter, like, you know what I'm saying, on some open, or some, some, God, yeah, they, they got to hit back. responds accordingly. Yeah, they got to hit back. You know, let's not forget Floyd Mayweather over the weekend. Like, it's my boy, you know, money team and all that. You know, I don't know about TDE, you know. Y'all can wear that hat, but that's not mine. But, you know, it's just a great metaphor. You know what I mean? Seeing my dude run around the ring in that 12th round, you know, dodging and shit, you know what I mean? Not wanting to go toe-to-toe. And I, I hear you tacticians out there, you know what I'm saying? But you niggas never box like that on the, in the, in the, in the up school play yard. Y'all, y'all wasn't, don't, don't talk about, you know, this is tactician, brother. It's not about getting hit. Nigga, we from the street. We go toe-to-toe. Like, I, I, I appreciate his speed and everything. I respect that he's a very fast individual. That's great. But that's not what makes you the best ever. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you, you know, it's called boxing, you know. And I want to give you a shout-out, Brother Blue Curl. I want to say thank you for being a voice of reason, you know what I mean, in a time like this when there's all of this confusion that is taking place and, you know, people are riding the fence. They're getting pulled in different directions depending on what channel you land on. 
So I landed on YouTube the other day. My brother Rich, Underground Railroad, he has a channel that is very popular, and he puts out quality information to dispel a lot of the buffoonery and a lot of the um, propaganda and a lot of the misinformation that you find on YouTube, you know what I mean, under different channels that are not qualified to teach conscious people, but they, you know, it's YouTube, so anybody could create a channel, like, you know, all of these different clips that come out from from all over the place, but he did something with you in Harlem, uh, I think it was like 45 minutes, you brothers were going in, talked about the Ray Rice situation, he talked about consumerism, he talked about um, God and the devil, propaganda. you know what I mean? You talked about, yeah, you talked about propaganda, but you spoke about us being in Rome and being and doing as Romans do. People are so far removed, you know, from this. You know, I, I think because they've accepted the slavery doctrine, you know, and they don't, you know, they don't, they don't realize that this is a continuation of something that came centuries before what they know as chattel slavery. That they don't, they they give it, they don't give enough. And I think because of their uh, Roman Catholicism indoctrination, they don't really give any kind of um, credibility to the fact that we're in Rome. They don't want to accept that. You know what I mean? They they don't think it's wrong because you know it's I don't know why, but they don't they don't they don't they don't know how to I, don't, I guess they don't know how to marry the two. But if you were in Babylon, you were in Rome. If you were in the Matrix, it's Rome family, and you made perfect sense. You broke a lot of things down, especially with the Ray White situation with this brother that, you know, we watched these gladiators, you know what I'm saying? It's a blood sport, you know what I mean? We watched boxing this weekend. Some of, me, some of, some of y'all went to go see Idris Alba beat the shit out of Taraji Henson. That was the number one movie in America, you know what I mean? Number one. I don't know if he, he number one. I don't know if he killed her, if he, but he damn sure was trying to kill her in the trailer, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we watched football on Sunday, you know what I'm saying, a blood sport. You know what I mean? Where men come into the, this arena to, to decimate each other and, and run a ball, a fucking pigskin. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we hail these men who, you know, are dealing with a sense of aggression, testosterone, and things of that nature. And, you know, we, you, like, like you were saying in the video, that when we see blood on their uniform outside of the game, you know, we, we, we have a problem with that. We expect them to be able to turn that shit off when our remotes, you know, we have these remotes in our hand or our fucking Apple Watch and we expect to press buttons and just turn these things off from these people. That's not necessarily the case all of the time. You dig what I'm saying? That's not what we're going through. You know, and I, I also want to bring up the fact that, you know, that when I sat down and did the knowledge about everything, all this hoopla that's going on, you know, there was a there, there, there's a there's a case or there's a story of two elevator incidences. You have Sean Carter and you got Ray Rice. He was physically attacked. He was assaulted. I don't care what nobody say because y'all y'all be trying to put you know uh, levels on the assault. It's, it was an assault. It was an assault and battery. He got spit on and he got assaulted. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened that the girl didn't have enough to to to, to knock him out. But she physically assaulted that man. You dig what I'm saying? And this is a multi-million-dollar uh, business owner and a parent. Okay, he was spit on, he was kicked, he was scratched, and attacked, and things of that nature. 
And the only thing niggas have to say was when is her next album coming out or what did he do to her? about Sean Carter? I said Sean Carter. I said there's a tale of two elevators. The Sean Carter and there's Ray Rice. You know what I'm saying? Solange and her sister is the person who talks about, she She did the whole feminism thing on stage. She did commercials on YouTube. She wanted to outlaw Barbie because she said women are equal as men. So when is this, when is she going to jail? When is she getting charges on her? What? When are they going to make a citizen's arrest? But nobody had anything to say. There are all, all kinds of statistics that talk about domestic issue, of domestic abuse amongst men from their spouses or women and things of that nature. So if we're going to deal with equality, let's stop being hypocrites. This is a land of hypocrisy. This is so hypocritical. This, 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 this is what I'm talking about. Ugly. Last week alone Ugly. was the glaring hypocrisy, right, the glaring dichotomy of hypocrisy. That was called of last week. The fact that you would shirk at, you know, a, a brother, you know what I'm saying, hitting this woman who he later married and he knocked her out. Granted, I'm not here to condone or say whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, I'm entertaining that. Right. But what I'm saying is that why don't we have the equal outcry for the sister that got her her, her head pulverized and beaten by the police officer on the side of the highway? We have this glaring hypocrisy, right, of us looking at Adrian, Adrian Peterson hitting his child with a switch when you know majority of everybody in this audience, okay, pretty much was raised in, in that particular manner, or you knew about it, you know, this is not a, a breakthrough. This is not something that you're just seeing or what have you. But we don't have mm-hmm. the equal outcry when officers are killing children in the street, okay, disciplining them with lead and pistols. You feel what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like I said, it was, it was the, the glaring hypocrisies or the dichotomies presented themselves last week. And more importantly, like... Just because somebody got a camera phone or somebody got a, a camera, period, that doesn't invite you into that person's life. So now we have this whole glaring hypocrisy aspect of where we live in a society that's thoroughly under surveillance of all, any and every form, okay? And now that surveillance is being used in a way in which people are not objecting to the surveillance they are now weighing in on the things that are being surveilled, okay? So, you know, down to the um, to the, uh, to the, 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 the Don Sterling situation, you know, people's phones are being tapped, people's pictures, you know, they, they're releasing all of they they're hacking the iCloud and taking people's pictures and, you know what I'm saying, so people are critiquing whether or not these people mm-hmm. have new photos in their phone, they're not critiquing the fact that they were hacked and there's no more security that's needed. Everyone is just acquiescing to the fact that, hey, there's no security, there's nothing secret in this world, or there's nothing sacred that's left in this particular world. You know what I'm saying? Everyone should be able to weigh in on how another man disciplines his child. Every man should be able to weigh in on how another man deals with a situation with his wife. So... I think that, you know, these brothers coming forth tonight, you know, speaking about uh, a doctrine, you know, that is uh, uh, 
with what I would call a preeminent doctrine, doctrine in this particular land. You know what I'm saying? It affects us in so many ways in which a lot of people do not want to admit. But if it don't got you one way, it's going to get you the next. You understand? So mm-hmm. if, if, if you don't uh, uh, adhere to certain tenets coming out of the New Testament that are controlling the ways in which society is maintained, you know, and held in quote-unquote order, then definitely the Old Testament, if you go into something enthusiastic and look at, you know, how does that affect society, you know. But I think one of the most, um, this conversation is most discourse. Yeah. And another glaring, glaring excuse or or, uh, example of hypocrisy was the Obama speech on 9-10, where he shows you that we exist in a Judeo-Christian society that completely adheres to the I4I242 law. Like I said on the post before this, the parents of the journalists who got, quote-unquote, beheaded by the, quote-unquote, you know, misnomered ISIS or ISIL members, they publicly had an outcry call for justice and peace, but behind closed doors secretly were able to watch multiple drone attacks that satisfied their bloodlust and their craving for revenge over the quote-unquote, you know, the death of their innocent child, okay? They enacted eye for eye, two for two policies and probably killed about 500 to 1,000 people already in his name. They created a martyr out of that man, all right? So you black people, Negroes, African-Americans, just got off of your knees recently with your hands up, okay? You still have not received any form of justice whatsoever. There probably has been multiple killings of innocent, unarmed, young African-American males ever since the quote-unquote Ferguson, remember Ferguson, the same way that we had to ask the family, remember Trayvon, all right, how soon we forget. I told you, the football, didn't I tell you, the football season is here. They're going to wash you. I know how they play their game. The minute the football shit came in, completely washed you niggas up. Everybody forgot about Ferguson because they know how to play off of the football. They know how to play. They know they know where your mind is at. And they've been they working the football thing to, a, to, to the highest order. But anyway, oh yeah, they're cooking. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it's not going to be entertaining anyway. This season around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. an indictment. We're going to yeah, cook anyway. you while you being entertained. Yeah, they're going to cook you during your entertainment. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's party and bullshit. You know what I mean? And they know yeah. this. Sports politics. These are these, yeah, these these data miners. These are these 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 scientists. These social engineers. They know how to work niggas now, and they're going to work you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you have to be protected. You have to protect yourself from being woke. But anyway, so right. he publicly came on television in front of the world and said it. Like it, he didn't say, "Let's bring him to justice. Let's go and arrest these people." He didn't say, "Let's," you know, because you don't know if they're guilty or not. You don't even know what they were. You know, if who's behind that black man? Huh? You don't know who's behind that black mask. You don't know. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, you know, they're, 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 you know they, they may be considered freedom fighters to some of the people 
that are in their, um, you know, in their country. He put a he put a death sentence out on live television, show in front of the world, okay, and, and called for the heads of all of those people. He called for the murder of all of those men who represent that organization. But they're telling you when they take something from you, when they take one of yours, that you niggas need to adhere to the Martin Luther King rhetoric. You gotta, you gotta, you have to, you gotta cry. You niggas gotta sing. Yeah, wait on it. Let me see what the wait on game it. is like. Gotta wait on it. You know what I mean? You gotta hum. Which you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You gotta you wait on it. You know what I'm saying? And if you, yeah, if you, you do anything, uh, you just pull the army out yeah. on you. Yeah, walk in this circle, you know, pull the army out on you. You know what I'm saying? And then another glaring hypocrisy, right? This is coming from a man who a week ago was denied access case in here during Labor Day, which is for the workforce. This is the highest public servant in the land, okay? So he's working, okay, for Wall Street bankers. He's working for the oligarchs and, 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 you know what I'm saying, all of the people that are the imperialists that are making the money off of the gas, that are making the money off of the oil, that are making the money off of the war, all right? He's the highest military officer in the land. He is the commander-in-chief, okay? So he keeps these people safe. They're telling me he can't play golf with them. Yep. Now, they can't play golf, golf here, right? So the Wall Streets tell them, your money ain't no good here. You know, matter of fact, your money ain't long enough to be good here because presidents don't make no money. You can't even sit at the same table with these dudes. Their money is uh, atrocious. They probably make what he makes literally in a day. What he makes in a year, they make in a day. And that's 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 like I'm not even stretching the imagination by saying that. A hedge fund dude probably makes that in a few hours. So he can't even sit at the table with them. So what is it about? But he's a politician. He still can declare war. Okay, he still say, look, I'm not even going to Congress. You know, I'm sending them drones out. But who stands to benefit? The Wall Streeters. So he has to go to work for the same people that have denied him access to, you know, what someone consider playing leisure. Like you can't play golf with the same people that you're going to war for. That's a glaring hypocrisy if I ever saw one. You know. So it's yeah. like, you know, you, you, you can look at it how you want, feel me? I'm looking at it from a different vantage point, and I'm just looking at it through, uh, through slanted eyes where I'm like, wow, this all seems rather crazy to me. But there's much hypocrisy in the world right now. You know, all of the conditions are right, you feel me? I think you can flip through any page of that book and... Something is going to jump out at you to speak, uh, you know, some sort of relativeness in regards to where we're at. You know, with your permission, you know what I'm saying, if you want to get into this, get so you get it started. Yeah, let's do that. Um, before we begin the show tonight, just want to let the family know that uh, the show is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. That is our clothing website where we have an array of different designs, 
We have some of the uh, hottest fashion in the community at this time. Um, we have multiple brands that we carry. Uh, we're not restricted to just one brand. We represent an array of different brands, so we could uh, give you an assortment of different looks and qualities and things of that nature. Uh, we slashed some prices on some shirts because the weather has changed on the East Coast. I know it's still hot as uh, uh, oven in hell down in Texas and other places, so take advantage of it. You know what I mean? The sweatshirts, the hoodies, and the jackets are coming. So, um, you know, show some love. You know what I mean? If you if you like what you've been hearing on the past shows, if you like what you're hearing on this show, go to kingscounty.bigcartel.com. We don't ask for handouts and money and stuff like that. We'd rather make it a fair exchange so it's no robbery. Go get you a shirt, a few shirts and things of that nature because that's how you're able to fund what it is that we do. We don't punch the clock. We don't wake up. We don't, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, nobody in the corporate world. We're building our own empires. We're building up our own brands. It's not easy. We've been carrying this stuff on our shoulders for years, and we, we, we will continue to do so, okay, with your support. So kingscounty.bigcartel.com, it's spelled K-I-N-G-Z as in zebra, K-O-U-N-T-Y dot B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L dot com. Check us out. Pleasantly pleased by what you see. All right? And uh, thank you for your support in advance. And I'm sure that you want to add on, Blue. It's your it's a, um, sponsor. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. You know what I'm saying? Um, check out the Kings County family, of course, ocean14corp.com is a site that you can go to to uh, check out our health, wellness, beverages, and our products. You know, we're going to be doing a show very soon on health and wellness. I can't even, I don't have enough fingers to count how many people I've passed in the streets of New York having conversations with themselves or, like, talking to the wall, things of that nature. And that's nothing that I say jokingly. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious that, you know, we have a mental health situation that we have to discuss in, in, in the city because this is our family that we're talking about. That a lot of this is coming by way of diet. I suspect that a lot of this is coming by way of our environment, toxicity in our environment, things of that nature. So we're going to have a show addressing some of those things for those that see the need and necessity. You know what I'm saying? We're not pushing anything down anyone's throat. Just a conversation that needs to be had. Like I said, um, I want to have a continuation of a conversation that was started on Brother Rich's channel, right? That's uh, Underground Railroad on YouTube, correct? No. Brother Rich? Huh? No, that's Black Magic. Uh, you're going to have to pull it up and give them the proper address. It's not, it doesn't go on, and it's not Underground Railroad. That's not the name of the channel. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You may want to drop a link in the chat room as well. Yeah, you know, I told you I had a problem copying those uh, those links. But it is posted to the Know the Ledge TV page, and there also was a bill that we did on Sarnetta TV. You might want to check that out as well. And like I said, this is not this is not for likes. This is not for comments. It is for conversation, though. You know, we are 
engage in a different form of a conversation and we want to continue in different formats because, you know, these are the conversations that I feel will lead to change. And it's just the ideology that's being brought forth to address that change and those solutions directly, you know what I'm saying? So I can't account for what everybody else is saying or what they stand for. I can only account for what I'm saying or what I stand for, you know, and what comes with that. So check it out. All right. Now, yeah, matter of fact, go to Facebook forward slash Notaless TV. Okay, you could go to our Facebook page, click right to, you know, on the page, but uh, the videos will be up there. Check it out. That'll be the, that, that's the best place to send everybody about it, you know. So you got to jump yeah, on it. Check the page out. If you like it, you know, press a like. If you don't, just check it out. You know, that ain't important. So let me um go and open up the first line uh, that we have yeah, here. Description. All right. All right. Let me read the description first, get directly into it. Join us tonight on Know the Ledge Radio as we welcome the Hebrew War Machine, Brother Nasi, Officer Dazariat, and Brother Hashar for a historic presentation. The Hebrew Israelite story from birth in the RBG to the front line of the revolution and the truth about the debate. Be sure to tune into this episode because it's going to be epic. All right, family? So with no further ado, we present to you caller from the 404-552. Peace. Shalom, shalom, man. Shalom, brother. Shalom, my brother. Peace. How's everything? Peace. All is well. All is well, brother. All is well. Now, brother Nancy, do you have the, um, the other two numbers for our brothers? Yeah. Definitely. Do you, you don't have to. Sorry, I'm gonna, hold on one second. Let me give you a uh, first couple of digits. Hold on. All right. Okay. Um, I believe that's the eight. Officer Tazari, I should be calling from eight six two 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 four. Okay, I don't see, see him as of yet. Not as of yet, brother Tazari. If you're on the line with us, please press number one on your phone. All right, and the next okay. number. Hold on one second. Indeed. Um, Hashar. Ashar should be calling from a nine one four six six one. Okay. The same. Uh, All right. Brother Ashar, if you're on the phone, please press one. Tazariak is on. Yeah, I see the brother Tazariak on right now. I'm going to go to his line. I call it from the 862-224. Shalom. Peace. Cesario. Oh, my bad. Sloppy, can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Most high apologies. What's going on? What's happening? Hello, brother. Peace. All is well. Welcome back. Peace, brother. Cesario. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's good to be back. All right, what's going on? Same chilling. All right, and uh, the other brother, Melchizedek, do you got his line? Hold on a second. All right, it's number four one four three three nine. You see that one? 
Yes, yes, I do. All right, that's Brother Melchizedek from the Evil War Machine. Okay. All right. Call us in the 414-414-339. Peace. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, brother. Hey, welcome to Nova Ranch. What's going on, brother? All is well, brother. How are you? Very good. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, Ashad, should be, Ashad should be coming in soon. He's like, you know, like Bobby Brown, a new edition, you know what I mean? Late <laughs> all the time, you know? <laughs> so, you know, probably got caught yeah, but we man, we appreciate y'all letting us on the uh, our show this evening, man. It's really a blessing. All praise is due to the supreme intellect of the universe, y'all, our forefathers, y'all, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, thanking the Most High for just giving us the breath of life and allowing us to have the privilege, you know, just to have a discussion with two powerful brothers, you know. Well, first and foremost, the honor is ours. Yeah, the honor is ours, brother. You know, for to have you three brothers and you four brothers, as a matter of fact, come through. And, uh, you know, make history with us. You know what I'm saying? This is the first time that we had all three of you brothers as a trifecta uh, to come on the show. You represent different camps. You represent different ideologies. <laughs> but together, you know, you brothers are extremely powerful in, um, in your demonstration and what it is you represent, the numbers that you represent, the uh, information that you represent, and things of that nature. So, you know, this is this is KTL University. This is this is home for the scholars. You know what I'm saying? Who are out there doing the work, the frontline soldiers, and the warriors amongst us. So, you know, we definitely uh, am honored to have you brothers come through. We know that the uh, audience, the family members, will benefit immensely off of the information that will be disseminated tonight to them. There's a lot of questions, um, as we were speaking about earlier on the show. Uh, you know, we are we are in a prolonged propaganda campaign that the uh the Babylon, you know what I'm saying, or you know, whoever whatever whatever name of an adversarial force that we give them, they are been um at work. And they definitely been to work lately. So uh, you know, a lot of people are looking for some answers, you know what I'm saying? And uh you brothers are on the front line, our brother Nazi was in Ferguson on boots on the ground. Our brother Tazariak, boots on the ground in Harlem in the streets. Our brother Shaw, boots on the ground in the streets of New York in the face of the devil, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we want to uh, talk to you brothers about that and other topics that are um, concerning, you know, the uh, populace at this point, the community. Yeah, and uh, hey, brother, uh, uh, brother Hashar. Uh, him and AOC, they were at the um, the Eric Gardner thing that happened in uh in uh, Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. Staten Island. Uh, when they marched across the when they marched across the Verrazano. No, actually, Hashan them got a um a, a post where a uh, 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 YouTube where they're speaking to the brothers in the streets and they got a crowd surrounding them and the cops is out there and they going against the cops, man. They speaking hard, man. I mean, it's a it's actually a pow- powerful footage, man. You know what I mean? Going there, calling them. Caveman and telling them, you know what, you need to drive the Caucasians out of your area, drive the white men out oh, of your yeah. area, and police yourself. You know. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, we've been we've been busy, is, brother. We've been real busy. Let me um let me ask you, brothers, a question in case you may have information that will um 
verify what I heard, but there were some stories about the brother Eric Gardner having affiliation to the Hebrew Israelites. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't think it was Eric Gardner. It was uh, Powell, uh, Kajim Powell, the one with the knife that the cops gunned down. Okay. The one yeah, on the 42nd Street? No, the one in St. Louis. Remember the second guy that got shot in St. Louis where oh, he had the knife? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was, uh, he was a member. Yeah, he was a member of IUIC, and uh, the brothers were deep down there marching, man. Um, just to recap and tell you my, my point of view from what I went to in Ferguson, man, um, I mean, I got to commend the young brothers out there, man. The brothers were ready for war. I mean, they were very strategic. They weren't backing down from anything. They chased out Al Sharpton, which many of us were scared to do. They chased out Jesse Jackson. Um, I mean, I'm talking about 16, 17-year-old brothers, man. I mean, they were serious yeah. to stand on their ground against the officers, man. Um, and, and you know how us as black people, we know how to do it. What they did is they figured out how to make a protest like a party. So every time, like every night, everybody met on, 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 on West Florence Street, and they was out there strong, deep, man, and they were playing like little Boosie F the police right in front of the police, man. And uh-huh, right. standing on their ground as warriors, the cops tried to get them to march and go in circles, but they stood their ground, man. And they, were, and they were shouting commands, man, and they knew their rules. And then everybody that came in the midst of them, they were handing out, like, um, gas masks or, like, little, you, you know, little nurse masks that they have on their face or just in case you get tear gas. They were actually arming the people, and we had older, older black women out there, elderly black women that was giving the waters and supporting the protesters by giving them water and food while they were marching. So it was very order, orderly and organized, man. So anybody that paints a picture as a bunch of chaotic brothers being rebellious is very fictional and false, man. And what shocked me, man, is that um, I was out there with some brothers, and we was, we was deep out there, street teacher, and, um, and it was nighttime, so we was going to the store, and it's kind of hard to see the stores was open because all of them had boards on their windows, you know. Mm-hmm. So so every everything, all the windows were busted out. So I ran around the back maybe thinking they had the back doors, and I don't know how they were letting people in. And I had my head down when I was walking, and when I looked up, I seen behind all the shopping marks, they had tanks, they had vehicles, they had Humvees, they had um, 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 all state troopers lined up with shields. I mean, it was so massive back there for just kids protesting, not. They was out there to bring them to their knees, man, and it kind of hurt my heart. But what devastated me more was that I drove down the street, like four blocks down West Florence, and a Target that was on West Florence, right? It's a super mm-hmm. Target. I don't know if you have, when you've been to Georgia, you know, like super Targets and super Walmarts. The yeah, parking lots are massive. They're massive. So we drive in the Target looking to get some vegan food or some vegetarian food, whatever we can grab. So we turn in the parking lot, and, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning because the protest was still going on. So it's 4 o'clock in the morning. We turn in there, and the whole parking lot's full at 4 o'clock in the morning. So we looking close, closely and carefully trying to see what's going on, and little do you know, it's a mobile military base that they took over the parking lot, and they chased us off the parking lot. They had a mobile military base. They had missile launchers. They had everything that they did not need for for wow. young people protesting, man. And let me tell you, that, they was waiting for something to jump off. When we were sitting there, it was me and a Moorish brother named Amir, Amir Bey. You, you catch him on. Yeah, it's wrong for my brother Amir. Yeah, yeah Amir Bey, me, Amir, we rolled up there with a few Hebrews, and we rolled together. So somebody got feedback. Somebody got a lot of feedback. Brother, is that, is that phone breaking up? Hello? Yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. 
Somebody got, got a lot of muted. feedback on the phone. I got my phone muted. Whoever, yeah, whoever right. um, has sirens and things of that nature, just mute your phone for a minute until all of that clears up. All right, so so me and Amir went out there. So I kind of um, was talking to another brother building with uh, some brothers from the Orders of Melchizedek that was out there in St. Louis. And I, I kind of lost Amir for a second. So Amir was with one of the uh, one of the um, one of the captains of my organization, and I was looking for him. So I just, I just looked in the crowd for the Moorish hat, and he's sitting there in the front line. So I go over there, post up with the brothers, and there's a little girl crying, and the little girl is yelling at the cops, "Y'all not gonna push me no more! Y'all not gonna push me no more! I'm not scared! I'm not scared! I'm a little girl, and y'all putting your hands on me." She's going off on these people, right? So I asked them what happened. And they say the cops put, shoved the girl on the ground, and they was about to pepper spray her. So your young brothers and Amir and uh, uh, the brother, my brother um, Yehu, jumped in front of the cops. So the cops was trying to. We talking about agent provocateurs and all that. The cops are the provocateurs. You really don't need too much of anything. The cops are doing slight things just enough to initiate the crowd into violence. So when 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 I came back, and and, and the thing about it that touched our heart is that. When we went out there, people was like really surprised to see me and other and, and the brothers and the Morris brothers. They was really surprised to see us, man, and they were really upset that nobody from what the quote unquote conscious community even cared to come out there. And um, respect mm-hmm. to Malik Zulu Shabazz who went out there and, and 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 worked with the young brothers and sisters out there and, and gave them a little info that they needed to be real soldiers, because when they were rioting, they were only rioting in retaliation of tear gassing. So they rioted, they rioted, they, they took out all the foreigners' shops that was in the midst of them. And then when they tried to take out the black people's shops, that's when the Crips and the Bloods intervened and stopped them from breaking in the shops. And the Crips and the Bloods actually was a security for the elderly people during the daytime protest. So, and they send out emails and blasts for unification to actually happen, and they stopped their beefing and squabbling and all of that fighting and they back bickering to come together to go against the beef. And I got to give respect for them brothers for that, and that's nothing but love, man, because they did something that was yeah. that was marvelous and wonderful, man. But one thing before I, before, I, before I leave this part of the subject, I want to say that it's not over in um, Ferguson. There's kids missing. There's children missing. They come missing. They missing from officers. Um, the actual guy who um, um, had tear gas thrown, I'm um, tired of him, and he picked it up. You see it in the CNN and the Fox News footage. He picked up the yeah. tear gas and threw it back. That brother's missing, too. So it's a lot of our brothers that are missing because of the because of the cops, man. And a lot of them have the actual um, Mike Brown shooting on film. So they're running and they're hiding. But it's uh, brothers from the Hebrew War Machine and IUIC and the Black Panther Party who's giving protection to some of these people. So you know, um, uh, any of these organizations can use your support because there are brothers and sisters that never came back. And the people that um, um, the sister that recorded the brother that recorded the um, Powell shooting, the brother with the knife recorded the power shooting, he's also hiding. So a lot of people that's in that project that were, um, or the apartment complex where Mike Brown got shot, they they never came back because the ones that were there, the cops were chasing them down, breaking their phones. So a lot of them got away and never came back. Yeah, because they, they did say that they were kicking in doors, you know what I'm saying, that day uh, pretty much, you know, doing roll calls, seeing who's who and who had what evidence. And I'm sure whoever showed them that they had the evidence, they was deboing it. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, we, we, we asked the question of, uh, you know, we had some of the family that were there at Ferguson, you know what I'm saying, with their boots on the ground, call in during the protest 
and we were asking them, you know, what's the status of the people hoodies? And they was like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't know. These people are not being kidnapped and released. They've never heard from again. So yeah. we're saying that in conditions or uh, what you're hearing about when, when you get there, that's what people are attesting to. They don't know where people are at. Yeah, that's that, they don't know. They have no idea where the people are, and mothers and some of the mothers know where their children are, but they're not giving up the area. But they're looking for protection, and 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 so this is just the start. And then you know another brother just got shot in Utah, um, a couple of days ago. He got shot in the back. He he went to a, a, a Asian store and bought a, a katana knife, a blade, one of the swords, and he was walking out the store with the blade, and the cops gunned him down in the back. Now the cops say that he he put the sword towards them. But many of the witnesses said that's not what happened. And now that the autopsy came back from the brother that was killed in Utah, um, they found out that the cops are lying, and the cops gunned them down from behind. So this is this is right. this is. I mean, I mean, really, we got so much serious stuff to be talking about right now. You know, it's really important, man, that we got to discuss it because it's not a coincidence. Now, every every two weeks, somebody getting shot by cops. Every other day. Yeah. And it's sad, man. It's sad. It's sad. So, you know, this is very powerful, and I'm glad we get to have this discussion. Because the reason why we're having this discussion, because there's a lot of things that's going on out there. Um, We see, you know, um, we see our brother Shaka Atmos out there um, calling us out, calling us uh, out of our name and stuff like that. You know, um, and we see that we have very important things to handle in situations that we were involved in. And I pray that the Almighty, that he opens up the hearts and the minds of the people to see what's really going on. And one of the things that we, we, we hear a lot is a lot of stuff from the RBG brothers, which uh, RBG, RBG, I get a lot of support from RBG brothers, so I give much respect to them. But I wanted to say this, and this is part of what are we going to open up with, and I'm going to let Melchizedek open up on that, and then we get into a little bit more later, later about um, what happened to the debate and what um, our brothers and sisters are doing on the ground. Because that's very imperative. I know Melchizedek um, can speak on um, a lot of the RBG thing, but I want to touch on it briefly. Um, we got to stop the division, man, because a lot of the yeah. RBG thing is going on out there. It's talking about RBG and not a religion. Uh, no, we didn't believe in no spiritual, and there's no God and stuff like that. And that's almost a fabrication or, or, or a fact of being dishonest to the actual um, RBG members that started the revolution. You know, really? we can't, you can't, you can't take on an organization name or take on the honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey and knowing the word Messiah comes from the Hebrew word Mashiach, which means the anointed one. We can't take on his, 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 his legacy, his great mass legacy and decline or reject everything he was teaching. It's almost yeah. an oxymoron or hypocritical for us to do that. So when we say that we are the true RBGs, we got to let people know our lineage and our history as Hebrew Israelites. We are the true RBGs. And we respect our RBG brothers because we're brothers, just like we respect our brothers who are Moorish brothers. You know, um, Red Pill, we, me and you was on the phone like an hour today talking about scriptures. You understand what I'm saying? So we know that. And you can go on um, Dr. Alim's Bay page. He got a whole um, origin of, of, of Moorish history. And he even speaks of Rabbi Ford, who was a teacher of, uh, of, of Rabbi Matthews, and show that Rabbi Ford was the one who put um, 
Rabbi Ford and um, Noble Drew Ali's family was actually inside of the more Zionist Hebrew um, temple. Yeah. And out of, out of that respect, they pay respect to Rabbi right. Ford. That's why amongst the Moorish names, you get the name L, the surname L. So you can read all of this history. This phone is cracking and, up a little bit. Hello? All right, cool. Yeah, let me go to yeah, a better spot. in and out. Yeah, right, cool, can cool. I, um, <clears throat> let me uh, pause for a second and open up the brother Hashan's mind. He should be calling from 914661, correct? Hello? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw. I saw. He probably didn't hear yet. Hold on. But um, Pill, I'm gonna call you from uh four. I'm on. I'm on the line of four four. I'm gonna switch phones. Four three eight. All right. Four 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 three eight. All right. Okay. In the mean, indeed. Let me open up the brother's line for the nine one four six six one nine one four caller. Peace. Hello. Shalom. Brother Shalom. Yes, Shalom, Shalom. Shalom, brother. What's going on, shalom. Kings? Shalom, Shalom. Hey, welcome to another ledge. Shalom. Shalom, What's going on, Kings? How y'all doing? Y'all all right? Yes, good, indeed. Man. Yes, indeed. All right, all right. Give me one second. Let me uh, open up the Brother Nazi's line. Four, 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 three, eight. Hey, the line is open. Now, see. Yeah, peace to the king. Shalom, shalom. 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 Yeah, peace, brother. Oh, what I, what I was saying is I was getting into uh, the uh, um, Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, man, and I was saying that, you know, even the word Messiah comes from the Hebrew word Mashiach, which means anointed one. And when we proclaim such a great legacy in a great of a great man such as Marcus Messiah Garvey, we can't forget the fact that he was a biblical warrior, you know, so when we speak RBG, we have to connect it with those of Rabbi Ford and uh, um, um, Rabbi Matthews because they both play intricate parts. And Rabbi Ford led the, led the movement over into Ethiopia. In fact, every powerful movement you see from a black person to Haley, Haley Selassie and all of these other entities of powerful figures, you see Rabbi Ford in there. When you even mention the, uh, the uh, noble Drew Ali, you see the connection of Rabbi Ford because noble Drew Ali's family was part of the Morris Zionist temple. And they were yeah. part of a Hebrew community. So, yeah. so that, that's why you see in the Moorish surname, you see along with Bay, you have L. And that was introduced by Noble Drew Ali out of respect to one of, his, uh, one of the people that influenced him, which is Rabbi Ford. So what we, what we have to stand for and understand is that we've always been a part of the revolution. You know what I mean? We've always been a part of the revolution. And, and, and I want my brother um, uh, Melchizedek, before we get into the other stuff, I want my brother Melchizedek to slightly touch on uh, some of that information so these brothers can understand. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get into the, the actual, I'm going to give you a brief history of, of Israelites in America. Because a lot of people uh, think that, you know, the Israelites started online and, you know, YouTube and, and you know, Brothers on the Corner. It, it goes back way before that. Um, the first Hebrew Israelite community was established in 1810 in Virginia, Farmville, Virginia. It's a big plaque when you go to Virginia. It, it's called Israel Hill, where these free these uh, free black slaves in 1810 started Israel Hill. 
it was a community that that went on into the uh to the mid twentieth century and um that same community on the outskirts of that community you have uh the Nat Turner rebellion that happened in the um <clears throat> towards the end of the eighteenth uh the eighteenth century and the government actually came to Israel Hill, the Hebrew Israelite community, and they uh, tried to confiscate the guns that we had in the community because they felt like we were going to rebel or retaliate them killing uh, uh, killing that Turner. Right. So um, what ended up happening is we actually we actually went to court with the government. We, we oh, went to court with the, with phone. the phone is wavering. Hello. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marquise, get to a neutral spot. Okay. Okay. You sound all right. You clear now. Okay. No. um, Okay. The government went to the community and tried, well, the people of the community, like the the white figureheads of the community, tried to come into our community of Israel Hill and confiscate the guns uh, after the the, the Nat Turner rebellion and uh, and them killing him. Because they felt like we were going to retaliate, uh, they didn't. We didn't. We didn't give them our guns. We actually went to court with them for our guns, and we won the court case, and we kept our guns. But to touch on uh, the Please. whole. Uh, hold, hold on one second, whole, brother. His, his phone sounds choppy on my end. Do you hear the same thing no, on no, your it's, phone, it's, brother? It's, it's, it's clear. It's clear to me. Huh? It's clear to me. It, this might be my connection. And please continue. Okay, um, the touch on the whole black nationalist movement or, you know, back to Africa movement, you have a brother named uh, Martin Delaney. Uh, Martin Delaney in 1836, he went to one of the first Negro conferences where you had uh, uh, you had Booker T, you had Frederick Douglass, and they had a, a Negro conference. And uh, Martin Delaney, he was from Virginia also, so he knew about Israel Hill and, and, and that because he was born there. Uh, when he went to the Negro conference, he advocated that we go back to Africa and go to East Africa and establish the nation of Israel. This is in 1836, right? So, and, and Martin Delaney is considered to be the grandfather of black uh, nationalism. So hmm. he advocated, this man advocated that we go back to Africa, East Africa, and establish the nation of Israel, 1836. But let me bring it up to speed for the, uh, the Marcus Garvey piece. Um, in the year 1899, uh, in Harlem, you had the Morris, the Morris Zion Temple, or the Hebrews, right? You had, it, it was established by a rabbi named Leon Richelieu. And in uh, 1921, it was reformed by uh, Mordecai Herman. And Mordecai Herman, he's the one that, uh, that Marcus Garvey linked up with when he came to America to establish... Uh, the UNI here, which was in New York. <clears throat> and, you know, Rabbi, well, well, Nazi brought out that Rabbi Ford became an intricate part of the UNIA. A lot of people uh, would say that he was just the choir director and he just did the music, but actually he was a, a delegate on the board of representatives for the New York division, which had 30, uh, 37,000 members underneath him. And uh, he wrote a pair of military he wrote the, the rules and regulations for the paramilitary uh, that Marcus Garvey had. Uh, he also wrote the guide for the black nurses, the black cross nurses. He also did that. Um, you know, a lot of people think, 
don't know what the RPG brothers think, like Sarah Suit and Steady, where they, uh, you know, they're talking about God don't exist and this sort and the other, but Marcus Garvey himself, the UNIA slogan was one God, one aim, one destiny. Marcus Garvey said in his, his own book, he said that there is a God and we believe in him. He said, never deny God. It's Marcus Garvey's own word. So we got brothers out here teaching our people that there's no God. Uh, they're banging on Christians. They're banging on Muslims. They're banging on Hebrews. But in the UNIA, the, the, the UNIA, the RPG, it was black Christian, black Hebrews, and black Muslims. That was the foundation of it. Yeah, yeah. Also, also a Hebrew brother named Samuel Valentine. He was the president of the uh, the New York division of the UNIA. Interesting. And see, that's what I was saying, uh, uh, Bill. A lot of the stuff that's going on. See, that's what that's what we can't have happen. We can't have people miseducated, so educated in one area and miseducated in another, where where you actually attack the people who almost fathered you. So it's ignorance in itself, not not saying you in general, but you know what I'm saying, is the movement in, in total, in totality. So we have to realize as our people that this whole divisive tactic is really ignorant in itself. Do Hebrew Israelites stand for the creator? A hundred percent. And that's how much so we stand for the creator. We really believe that we cannot lose in anything we do. We strongly believe that. And I got Hashar can tell you that and Tazariah can tell you that. Once we have the almighty king, the father behind us, we don't believe we can lose in not one thing. I mean, I was brought up like that. We marched through the streets in black cloaks. And, 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 and ever since, I mean, when we've been in shootouts or whatever it is, we never thought we can get hit. It was just a feeling we had upon us because that spirit of the creator was placed upon us because of our zealousness. And the book says worship the creator in our youth because in our youth you have the power, you have your force. And that's what we're doing as brothers. We're out there in the streets, and we don't care. We're putting our lives on the line in order for our message to be heard and to teach these young brothers and these youth and give them something to inspire for, something to inspire to become. And this is what we have to do because one of the things I had a discussion with a young brother out in Ferguson, and he almost didn't listen to anybody. He was saying, y'all niggas is the reason why we're here. They said, y'all the reason why we dying. Don't come with that old peep stuff and protest. Don't come with that. We about the revolution. We about the war. We're starting here. And I said, young brother, you, I, and, I, and, I, and I butted in the comments. I said, you right. I said, y'all doing a beautiful job. I said, but we here to support y'all. And he was like, yeah. So he started shaking his hand. And he was like, yo, what's the things you wear on your shirt? I said, they're fringes. He said, yo, I was telling my boys about that. But I'm not that fluent in it. But I know who we are. I know we the black chosen people of God. And that's the thing. So anybody who speaks against Hebrewism or Israelites in general are miseducated on history and don't know who they are because Khalid Muhammad spoke from the Bible, Elijah Muhammad spoke from the Bible, Farrakhan spoke from the Bible, Marcus Garvey spoke from the Bible, Nat Turner spoke from the Bible. So if you're talking about a revolution, we're the people you need to talk to. Let me touch on that, brother. I see. Um, also, in the eight in the, in the mid eighteen hundreds, you had um, you had a brother named Denmark Vesey, and Denmark Vesey he was a uh, he was a freedman during that time period, and he started the rebellion that happened in uh, what was that? I think it was uh, Virginia. Also, uh, a 
Denmark Vesey. He started the rebellion, and he was telling the, he was telling slaves he was telling the slaves that they were Israelites, and that they need to fight how the Israelites fought in the Book of Joshua to get to get freedoms. This was in the mid 1800s. Also, you also had uh, Gabriel Prosser, uh, Samuel Prosser, and Martin Prosser. They were brothers. They also led a slave rebellion uh, during the late uh, 1800s, and they told the, the slaves and the ex-slaves the exact same thing. So, uh, uh, like uh, Nat Turner, uh, Nat Turner, Nat Turner said that the Most High told him to go and put in work and take out those uh, 54 uh, white people they killed, women, children, uh, uh, infants. <clears throat> in the uh, in the Nat Turner narrative, he talks about a story where him and his him and the men that he was with they ran inside of a, a slave mansion. They killed the they killed the mother. They killed the father and they left. He said when they got outside, they heard they heard a baby cry, and he said the Lord told him to kill everything. So he had one of his men go back in the house and kill the baby. Now he said the Lord told him this. So 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 when we get people like you know different figures in in, the, in this community uh, bashing the Bible, Matt Turner used the Bible and he did he did exactly what y'all say y'all gonna do but never do. So how can you how can you bash the Bible? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So Marcus Garvey was about unity. He didn't care what you believed in. He didn't care what you called yourself. He didn't care about none of that. All he cared about, what he cared about was getting back to Africa, starting our own, and supporting our own. And as I see it, when I look at it from a, his, uh, a historical standpoint, the Israelites, we the only one that went through with Marcus Garvey's plans. When you got the brother Ben Amin in Chicago in 1967 that took uh, – that took a group of Hebrews back to Africa, and they went to Liberia where they stayed for a little while, and then they moved. Uh, later on, they moved to Demona, Israel. But now, uh, like 45 years later, they have communities all over Africa, from Kenya, uh, uh, Nigeria, and Ghana. They got they got contracts. They got contracts with the government of Kenya to do irrigation, uh, 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 solar panels, and all kind of stuff. So. We, Wilson, we RPG. We we went through, we followed through the blueprint that Marcus Garvey laid down. Because the blueprint Marcus Garvey laid down wasn't Marcus Garvey blueprint. It was the blueprint of the Most High. Just to clear the air, you know, I'm not familiar with everybody's argument in regards to what's being said about the Hebrew Israelites. I'm, I'm, I hear some things. And one of the main things that people object to is the way in which they view, quote-unquote, Africans of the mainland. Now, if all of these things that you're saying is correct in regards to carrying that particular mandate, you know, at what point, you know, does the back to Africa thing coincide with the, the Hebrew-Israelite mandate if the family is saying that, you know, we don't have any connections to the Africans? That's question one. And then question two would be, you know, where exactly is Israel on the map? Is there such thing as the Middle East? Okay. Uh, there's no such thing as the Middle East. Israel is Northeast Africa. If well, you go to Israel... Keith, let me say this. Um, okay. I, I, would, I, would, I would say this because we have Hasha and Tazariak on the phone, and they can, they can definitely give you their insight on, on what they're saying and what their perspective is on different things because... Here we are, we stand on common ground, we stand on a, a basic understanding 
we know that in the scriptures that the Most High says Israel, the land that we're supposed to have is from the Euphrates to the Nile River, so that engulfs the east coast of Africa, what they consider Africa, and what they consider uh, Euphrates and Iran and Iraq in that area, and, and what they call Israel or the Middle East. So it, engulf, it encompasses all that. But technical words as far as Africa, that's only a state, that's only a name that was given to the northern aspect of Africa. It was never the whole, whole group of Africa that was called that. It was only called Africa during the time which it was mixed between Berbers and also uh, a Canaanite and uh, a Hebrew settlement that was in there. And that's why you have Karkamish, which is called Kadash, which is the Hebrew word for new city. So what we're talking about is when we say Africa, we're not talking about what we look at the hermetic groups, but we're talking about those who came through different avenues and venues. And the reason why they went back to Africa, because it was the closest way to get back to Israel. And I know Hashar Tazaria, they can elaborate on how they feel, because I can't speak for them, but they can bring their information. Shalom. Tazaria. Yeah, I'm here. I was, I was just letting y'all, um, I was just making sure y'all was finished. I don't, you know, I don't stand for Africa like like uh, Nasi was saying. As far as when you go in the scriptures, the rivers that go through, um, especially when you read like the Garden of Eden, which is the same location, the rivers that Nasi mentioned is correct. When we bang on, when people perceive us as banging on um, Africa, we're not talking about landmass, which is what a lot of people gotta uh, understand. We just talk about the people. That you know, we you never hear us say Africa, Africa. We usually say Africans, or we usually say Hamites, because we're not Hamitic people. We're Shemitic people, or you know, Hebrew Israelites. We're not even genetically. The Lord separated us um, all together, and so like what also what Nazi said, which was correct when you talk about that uh, name Africa, it wasn't the whole reason. And you're talking about borders that the so-called white man set up today. Like that whole Middle East, what they call Middle East and all that stuff, that's not how it was set up biblically. So when we bang on Africa, we're not talking about landmass. We talk about the people that had enslaved us, the people that don't like us, the people that don't love us. That's what we're talking about when we say that. And I know ICBK, groups like ICBK, which is which I'm in, or like AOC, which Ashar is in, um, get a lot of flack because they consider us anti-African which we are, no different than we're anti-white, no different than we're anti-Arab, no different than we're anti-anybody but Israelites. And not because they're African or white or European or whatever the case may be, but just because of the crimes that they committed against us. Like when you read Psalms, the 83rd chapter, every nation under the sun had a hand in our destruction, every nation. So we're, not, never, we're never talking about land mass or land region if um, – the God, if uh, if the land of Israel, whether you want to call it Middle East, East Africa, whatever you want to call it, it's in that region. You cannot deny that it's in that region. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm being clear when I give you other explanation. Y'all will have to tell me if I'm clear enough for y'all. Yeah, you clear. Okay, that's that's good. Okay, I have understanding. Indeed. I don't know if Ashar want to add on to it. I mean, I mean, you 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 bless the whole thing, but I'm just and I'm. The point is this: There's a lot of brothers that talk Africa, 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 Africa. 
the key thing they fail to realize is that it's a continent. And within that continent is 50-plus countries. And Africa itself was never a unified continent. Each country was always battling another country. So when you look at it from that essence of its simplicity, if Israel is in northeast Africa, on the continent that you would call Africa, we was against other people, not the landmass that the brothers talking about. So even them brothers that speak about Africa, 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 they, I mean, they, 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 they understand the history is bananas because the, the comedic community, remember, the, the, the commissions was always against inciting the Nubians, all right? So how much unification can you have now if you didn't have it back then? So it just don't make no sense. So, you know, I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. Damn, definitely. Um, um, Hasha, uh, um, um, can you speak on um, what you've been doing out there with the uh, the, the, the brother um, Eric Rauner case when he got choked out and what you're doing out there in Staten Island? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, we, we've been out there, I mean, since day one. We hit the front lines. We got suited and booted, you know, or whacked and strapped and went out there and did what we had to do the most size work, you know. And um, they, it was like that, that same week, as soon as it happened, and we actually was teaching when we first got there, you know, we, we walked, we marched all the way from the ferry, and um, we see, you know, the, the police station was right over there. And so we said, okay, we're going up there. And then because we seen them coons, um, you know, uh, they doing what they do as coons, so I, you know, I'm not knocking that, but they coons. Uh, Reverend Al Daughtry and all them cats, they was out there, you know, and they had the people, they was talking to people, you know, no justice, no peace, same old, same old, you know. And um, so, you know, we went over there and walked, so the people just seen us, they turned around from them, and the news cameras, I mean, everything, they was like, oh, man, no way. So then you had more police come out the station, you know, and they was – putting their gloves on and their shields, you know. But, hey, we was already there to do the work of the Mosai. And when he's with us, who could be against us? So when we went over there, you know, we spoke to the people, and we let, uh, you know, the so-called white man know who he is, what he is, and where he's going, you know. And um, that's just what we've been doing. We've been real busy, you know. And that, and that and that's what, you know, all he was like doing broad. You know what I'm saying? And y'all, I know y'all seen Kazar, y'all down there in Harlem. I'm quite sure the brother told y'all he was out there in Ferguson, and you had other Israelites out there and all over. So it's like our, our front and our job is every day, every Sabbath. So, I mean, we don't talk if we walk it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like our, our life is on the line regardless. But we don't see it that way. The carnal man would see it that way. But being spiritual men under the most high, I mean, it is what it is. This is our job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, and the teller comes with the application. So we spelled that out. We got the job. Let's do it. That's it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, um Well, I mean what is, we do what we do. What has been hold on, can I um just add on real quick, what has been the consensus to that demonstration and what do you see as a follow up that may be a little bit more effective in regards to policing these neighborhoods? Is there a continuous presence that, you know, the brothers are planning to have? Well, I mean, the, what's the funny part about it, right, a lot of cats, you know, give uh, Israelites flack, you know, yo, y'all this, that, or whatever. But y'all, y'all will find out that the police have more fear of us than they do anybody else out there. And mm-hmm. so they try to stray away and stay away from us. I mean, we mm-hmm. be out there in the corners doing what we do, 
And we let them, you got to understand, what we teach basically, according to the United States Constitution, is treason, period. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. for them not, they, they know what kind of threat we are, so the wisest thing for them to do is to say, you know what, let's not give them an eye, stay away from them, so the people don't get connected to that, you know, because our people have a warrior spirit in them as well as the love in them. But see, the white man is beating that love, 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 and yeah, you got love, yeah, you got to do this and that, so forth. The most I tell you that there's a time and season for everything. Time for love, time for walk, you understand, it's time for hate. So we understand what season are we in? Are people in terrible condition? Are, 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 are they on drugs? Are they being shot down in the street? Are they, are they being disrespected regardless of Jay-Z's and Oprah's? Even Oprah's getting disrespected as a billionaire. So that means we ain't being accomplished nothing, absolutely nothing, okay? And the so-called white man knows this because understand this, for people, I'll name it in general, just being an Israelite, right? That's the title of nobility, the prince of the power. You understand that? Mm-hmm. That's that we've been given a certain title on this earth above all people. So when you understand this, the white man understands titles. And you brothers being Moors, right, red pill, blue pill, y'all know, about titles, just like, you know, how people argue over the black and the white situation. These are titles, right? So now when you understand being an Israelite is a title within itself, because a black man, you got no title. African got no title, because these are names that the so-called white man gave you, all right? But when you go to the names that the Heavenly Father gave us, that's a different monster in itself. So they know exactly what we're doing. So as far as to, to answer your question, that carrying things on, when you see us only out there in the street, we're doing that. We, we police the neighborhood. You understand? We police it to the fact that when cats want to hang and do what they do, they walk around, they just shake their head and go, what's up? And keep it moving and take that to the next block or two blocks back. You understand? So it's always, we always going to be doing the work. And, it's, and, and as far as simple better, brothers that speak about black power, black empowerment is just doing Basically, like, you got to have, have guidelines and rules. The Bible gives you guidelines and rules, such as mm-hmm. laws, statutes, and commandments. And with laws, statutes, and commandments, you can put order. When law comes order, without the law, there is no order. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to break something forth, you have to have a program that has tenets to law. We got dietary law. We got civil law, ceremonial law, okay? And civil law. When you understand these laws, these laws teach us how to abide peaceably and righteously on this world. So it, it is what it is, man, you know. So from that note, from my perspective, and, I, and I'm quite sure my brothers got their opinion and their perspective has changed, that that's what it is. We, we can ante this up if everybody come under a certain guideline with laws, that commandments of the heavenly Father. All right? And that's not my opinion. That's just factual. That's yeah. true. I want to add to what Hasha said about, about the Hebrews being at the top of the government list. You can go back to the, uh, the, Southern, uh, the Southern Law Center, the Southern Poverty Law Center online mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. groups. You got Prophet F.S. Cherry on there. That's from 1886. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's from 1886. So they, they, they've been watching us since those days, since the post, uh, quote, unquote, what they call um, Emancipation uh, Proclamation days to, after 1865. So they've been watching us ever since then. Okay, and Melchizedek, let me add with that. You know, um, and Prophet Crowdy, you know what I'm saying? Prophet Crowdy was the black man who owned the most land in America ever. Prophet Crowdy was, was a Hebrew Israelite. And Prophet Crowdy taught about the liberation of God's people. Prophet Crowdy also been arrested 40 times. That means he got out 40 times. Yeah. So one of the things that we have to understand, 
one of the things that we have to understand is that especially when the brother uh, uh, Hashar, one, one of the, the, the front-line generals, says that they fear us. Yo, when I went to Ferguson and I walked in the front with Amir and, um, uh, and, and, and uh, Captain Yehu, and I walked in the front with the guards on and everything, and the people that was talking, I went to the brothers that was trying to tell the people to march. I said, y'all don't have that, man. Y'all don't run this here. I said, y'all telling them to march. They don't have to move because the police try to keep them circling and going around in circles till they get tired. I said, they don't have to move. And then when I walked in, the brothers backed off a little bit because they were working with the cops, but they act like they were for the people. But then the cops, they came and they said, how you doing, sir? How you doing, sir? Because they have a level of fear. And let me tell you, when IUIC was out there marching in the streets, we was out there with them marching in the streets. They marching in line, huh, huh, everybody moving out their way. And guess what? As soon as we got home from Ferguson, Fox News released a top non-Islamic terrorist list. And the non-Islamic terrorist cells in America was the Black Panther and two and, and Hebrew Israelite organizations all across the board because we put up a big fight in Ferguson because we weren't playing and we did not back down. And that's, that's what true. we say. That's what we say because in our heart, man, there's no fear in us. There's no fear in us. I can't, I can't, I can't fear another man. That's not, that's not in me. That's not in me. I can't do it because if I believe I'm right with the Creator, if I'm partially right with the Creator, I know the Creator is going to protect me over a heathen or a Gentile. So, so this is our, our message to the people, and this is what we send to them. You know, when we get caught up in the whole debate thing, and we're going to touch on that because that's, that's very important. You know, I see all of these videos. I see hundreds of videos, um, video after video, Hebrews running scared. That has never happened. That has never happened. And I respect, um, I respect the elder Sarnetta. I respect them. I wanna, and that's yeah, my elder. I want to do, do say with all due respect, you know, those brothers are not in the audience tonight. You know, I'm sure that we are going to touch on it. But, you know what I'm saying, let's do it with some respect. Oh, no, 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 no. You, no, no. You know, let me tell you something, brother. We respect it. I find that it's not there. I'm just saying I just want to just put that on. Oh, okay. Definitely. definitely, definitely. No, no, no. Because what I'm saying is that how we've been covered in, in these videos or what have you is absolutely not true. The only thing we said right now is we will not debate at this moment. You understand what I'm saying? Because we were busy handling other things. And Ferguson... And, uh, and Staten Island and Harlem and all of these things going on. Um, actually, this um, last Sunday we actually had a, um, a day of Black education where we had uh, civil rights attorney um, Mawuli um, uh, Davis, the civil rights attorney, come out there and teach us how to protect ourselves with the law. And then we had survival tactics. And then Amir Bay also gave us some other stuff. So we're educating the community on what to do. So, right. so when we play the when we play the debate things, that's kind of childish right now at this moment. You understand? That's not our top priority because our lives are on the line. And not only that, the brother the brother that was shot, Powell, Kadeem Powell, that was shot down, was a Hebrew Israelite. So we got to respect the mourning families. And I understand that people like debates and all of this other stuff, but sometimes, like like they said, it's a time and place for everything. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that um, the Hebrew Israelites have always been on the forefront, always put foot to ground, always out there speaking on the street. When you think about it, um, it's amazing that these brothers make it home every week. When we, when you think about what we actually saying out there, it's one thing to be on this radio show, um, 
you know, going at the so-called white man, going at the government, going at this and going at that. It's another thing to be in the middle of Times Square doing it. It's another thing to be on 34th Street or be in Harlem or be in Staten Island. I don't know if y'all saw that video of of, uh, Hashar and and his uh, group out there. I've never really seen them on video because they don't put videos out. But in that video, they're in front of the cops and telling the cops exactly whatever they feel like it. And there's nothing that is being done to them. That's not by no accident. That's because we serve a power that does not have any fear. So why should we have a fear? So... It's just like it's like at this moment, it's like tons of things that seem to be happening at one time, which is a straight up attack on black people in general, blacks and Hispanics. You yeah. got the situation out in St. Louis, you got the situation out in California. They're giving all this flag for Adrian Peterson beating his child. When that cop that beat that woman on the highway, he's still working. He's still he's still working. So it's tons of attacks that is taking place on black people to where now is the opportunity for everybody should be proclaiming where is our moral compass, how do we get out of this situation. And there's only one place that you can go that actually is going to, number one, tell you how to get it and give you the blueprint for it. The blueprint is when we was in Egypt the first time. This is nothing but Egypt again, the same exact thing when they saying. They, these people are more or mightier than me than us. Let's deal subtile with them, which is what the so-called white man does, which is why you have abortion, the drugs, um, which is why you have everything. The problem is our people don't really want that moral compass. It's like, okay, give us a solution. We go out there, bang on the streets, we give them the solution, but now you got to stop doing all the stuff that you were doing wrong out there as well. You know, there's a criteria. There's a criteria that that um comes along with it. I think I said this the last time I was on the show. Like, and so the Hebrew Israelites, we bang that message 24-7. When I talk to these brothers, like, I stay on the phone with, with well, Hashar got to be the hardest working man in all Israel. But um, I stay on the phone because he's hard to get in touch with. That's why I say that. He knows it. That's why I'm saying Bobby that. Brown, yeah, Bobby but, Brown. But we, yeah, but we stay on the phone with each other. I stay on the phone with my school. That I'm pretty sure they stay on the phone doing what they do, and it's always about what more can we do? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? Can we do that? And that's what that's all the Hebrew Israelites do. You know what I mean? So when it came to when it come to um to this debate that we were supposed to have, um, since we're on the subject a little bit, we never said we wasn't going to do the debate at all. I'm the one that actually spoke to uh, I spoke to Polite and I spoke to Sidemetter on the phone. They called me up, and if anybody knows, whenever the debate came up, um, I would always say, whenever they present us with an offer, we'll make a decision at that time. So I spoke with Polite, I spoke with Sidemetter on the phone, um, and the purpose of that was to come up with a date and a topic of the debate. So um, we've been... If you look at the last few debates that have taken place, the one that I had, the one that Nazi had, um, Shaw actually had two on the street. Um, we've always had to defend the Bible. So when we was talking to Polite, uh, we said, y'all don't have to defend what y'all believe in. I said, because we've always defended our standpoint. So Polite agreed to that, and then they gave me two dates. The two dates that they gave me was October 12th, or October 19th. 
October 19th was the preferred date because the building that it was going to be in would have been bigger. So it would have been um, it would have been a better uh, venue, so to speak. So um, I told them, I said, okay, I see these two dates. Now I explained to them, I said, you know, we have stuff going on or whatever. Um, if we do pick a date to be the 19th, then we'll go from there. Um, I spoke to Nasi afterwards. I spoke to Shaw afterwards. I called Sidnetta and them back. I said to Sidnetta and them, I said, listen, right now, there's a ton of stuff that's going on. Right now, we're not doing no debate. I said, maybe we could do it at another time, which is really just negotiations. Even when I did the debate last year with uh, Polite, they initially wanted to do it in October, then they wanted to do it in November. We ended up settling in December, but it was all behind the scenes. So at that moment, Sarnetta didn't have no problem with it at all. He was like, all right, okay, brother, no sweat. And then we start hearing all the, you know, stuff behind the scenes, uh, uh, you know, the Hebrews is running, you know, why they ducking. And I just couldn't understand why they would say those things. So I called Sarnetta up, and I said to Sarnetta, I said, Sarnetta, why are you letting them say these things if you know that me and you and I spoke and we just said we never said we're not going to do the debate. We just said not at this time. Sarnetta's words was, I'm the one that has Shaka doing this. I'm the one telling Shaka to say these things or to do these things because I want the debate. I told him I didn't agree with that. Just like um, if anybody knows their history, when we were supposed to do the debate with Ali Muhammad, Sarnetta did a similar thing when um, he said General Hanna was going to debate Ali Muhammad, which he never was, and then Sarnetta ended up coming to my classroom and then apologizing for it. So this was kind of like the same track that was going. So when he said that, that's when I said, well, we ain't doing no debate at all because, I, you know, everything should be about integrity. One thing y'all know about the Hebrew Israelites um, we have something that's mm-hmm. called integrity, which is what's lacking among black people. Black people should be able to stand on what they say. If you say you're going to do something, if you agree to something, it should be that way and it shouldn't change. If we had integrity, it would solve a lot of the problems that we have in the community, even that so-called conscious community, even um, with other Hebrew Israelites. Like I could deal with Nazi, I could deal with Hashar, because they exude integrity that it takes for men that although we are in different groups, we can still talk to each other and still have a conversation. And even if mm-hmm. we was to disagree on and even if we was to disagree on something, be man enough to let it be between me and Nasi. Be man enough to let it be between me and Hashar. I don't have to go and make a video and say something. Hashar ain't gotta go behind my back. Nasi ain't gotta go behind my back. That's what needs to happen what needs to take place everywhere, not just in the so-called conscious community, but in, but throughout it all. And so they continue to put their things out, and then um, Sarnetta called me up, and um, he felt that I was making Hashar and um, Nasi not do the debate. I said, I'm not. I said, they're grown men. I said, have you spoken to them? He said, yeah, I spoke to, um, I spoke to Hashar, he said he going out to Staten Island. I said, well, what is he going out to Staten Island for? He said, well, he said he going out there because of the brother that got killed out there. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, is it more important for Hashar to go out to Staten Island to help those people or to go on his regular corner and debate shock on the street? And he said to go on the corner debate shock on the street. So 
this is the problem that we have where we have to really just get our priorities straight. Now, if they would have just kept all of this behind the scenes, we could have had a debate, let's say, in December or even January or November or any other date, but just right now just wasn't the time. So, and you notice the whole time that they're doing all of this stuff, none of us have made no videos in response to it. You won't see us getting rah-rah like that because Israelites don't have to do that. Now, if they come in front of the camp, then that's something different because they're coming to us. But these are the things that um, I think, uh, what's, what's my man, Red Pill would say, this is that nigga shit that takes place that should not take place at all. I, I'm, I'm quoting you right, right, Red Pill? I'm quoting you right, right? I'm, I'm quoting yeah, you right, right? Yeah, that's just about right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? This is that nigga shit that is just not necessary to get things done. Like, you can't do them same tactics, especially we had them brothers in our home. Like, I've had this Shaka cat. Now, for me personally, Shaka was in my classroom, and he did not act in the manner that he's acting on the video. Now, if he wanted to ask those questions or present his uh, whatever dialogue he wanted to have, when he had the opportunity in front of me, he did not do it. When they came to the cookout, it was all love. Like we, that's another thing that Hebrew Israelites do. Like we have the solution at the at the cookout. We invited everybody to the cookout. Not it wasn't just you got to be a Hebrew Israelite to come there. It was whatever you are, you come here so we could start a dialogue so that brothers can come together so that we can put these. Um, guards up that we have against each other so we can settle petty differences. And when they came there, they didn't say nothing in, which they could have. You know, Shaka could have came to me and like, Tazariak, I want to address this, so I want to address this. Shaka didn't say nothing to no Hebrew Israelite in there. He talked about Shia, about Islam all day back there. And then so to see them do that is just unnecessary to get us to do something that we said we would do. We said we would do a debate. The only thing that we said was we didn't want to do it at this time, and the people wouldn't have cared. The people still want to see Pacquiao Mayweather fight. So, you know, just to do something like in the world. If Pacquiao Mayweather was a fight, nobody would care that it took 18 years to get this fight to go. They would say it's about time they got the fight on. So whether we did this debate October 19th or whether we did this debate March 31st or March 30th or whatever, it would not have mattered. But when you look at the condition of uh, black people and what's going on right now, they need a voice more than they ever have. So I just I, that's all I want to say. I don't know if Hashar or Nasi want to add to it. Well, I want. I mean, Hashar, you want to say something? I got something I want to add. Nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold that, hold that. <laughs> no. All right, let me say, let me say this, man. And, and the truth be told, I mean, you know, I have all respect because even with, with, with the brother Shaka Atmos, uh, I know at the polite and the Dr. Ali Muhammad debate, um, I seen, uh, I walked outside. Shaka Atmos got a few brothers around him. He talking this stuff, and and people see me walking behind Shaka. They're like, oh, there go Nazis about to go down. And I still, I went out there I'm like, yeah, I am. What's good? And me, and, and some of the footage already leaked out. I'm pretty sure it did from camera phones. And me and uh, Shaka Atmos going at it. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm I'm asking them stuff that he really don't understand. So it's not like never we we wasn't scared. We was we were scared because you have to look at it. We had a meeting where it was all of us. Remember the um the YouTube video you seen where it was me, Tazaria, Shaw, Brother Reggie, um um Polite. Shaka Atmos was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. See see, and that's the thing what they do. They um 
Cause I just want you to, I want you to see the minds, and I don't, I don't have no problem with what Sarnetta does because that's Sarnetta. I knew who I was dealing with when I was dealing with. Him. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? And I, and right. I respect him. I, I, I respect him for that. That's his job. That's how he supports his family. He stirs up stuff and he gets it going. That's okay. But really, when people are like, okay, where the Hebrews, where this and that, we really have to focus on what's really going on. So when I speak on these things and I say certain things, I want them to clearly understand that when we first decided, the thing was with the 12 masters, the meeting of the masters or whatever we had in the circle, that at the end of it, when the cameras cut off, Sarnetta asked uh, Hashar, the general, he said, Are, could you, would you debate polite? And Hashar said, I don't do the debate stuff. He said, but if I debate, I debate with my brothers, mm-hmm. Nazi and Tazariak. And I said, okay, I will do the debate too, but I will only do the debate if this is the end of our back and forth Egypt and Israelite stuff. After this is no more. No more. And Polite agreed. So at that time, Polite didn't have nobody on the side. He just had, it was just probably a possibility Reggie would be there, but Shaka Atmos wasn't supposed to be there. It was a suggestion that we, we threw out there that maybe he wanted to grab Sankofa. You understand what I'm saying? So we were, even in our debate, we were about unification. So in our debate, the reason why we said we'd give the debate is to show unity between us three brothers, to show you how we came together. And truth be told, in God's will and his design, the conscious community was built to unite us brothers. That's what it was built for. It was just built to get certain brothers to reach out to each other. And like, uh, uh, sorry, I tell you, he would have never met me if it wasn't for the conscious community. I would have never met him. I would have never even seen Hashem. I never even watched debates. I never watched debates. And somebody told me, oh, do I want to debate Seti? And I had to start looking at who Seti was. So what it did was broaden our mind and our horizon to do something greater and greater for humanity. And as humanitarians, which Hebrew Israelites are, we put our lives on the lines to do greater things. And even when we had that meeting of the minds, we was all in the circle, my question, everybody had to pose a question. And my question I wrote on the paper is, can the conscious community get rules and regulation and form a government to judge everybody and have everybody come together and have rules and principles? That was never discussed because it was never about that. It was did never anybody about anybody ever answer that? No, no, they didn't. No, they did. They never asked. <laughs> the question was never asked. That was my oh, was see, my, pur- my purpose. My purpose, I, and, and you know me, Red Pill. I'm a nurturer. That's just what I do. I try to stay mm-hmm. on the high ground. I try not to get low and hit people with low blow. I try to stay. I just, I'm just in the conscious community. I counsel a lot of brothers. I uplift a lot of brothers. I, I, you know, whenever they down and out, I try to give them the words of wisdom that they can to move on. So these are some of the things that I try to do. So when I looked at the conscious community, I seen where there was no brotherhood in there, and I tried to apply the laws of the scriptures and the Torah to uplift them and indirectly and inadvertently put it in there because if you say Torah, they get scared. So I just gave them some mm-hmm. from the government. You understand what I'm saying? Like when, when our brother, yeah. when our brother um, Tahuti, Tahuti was down and out for a while. They did not know that. When I heard Tahuti was down and out, and the only person that writes Tahuti, the, the only person that was writing Tahuti in jail was Gorilla Hebrew. But before Tahuti got mm. locked up, I found out Tahuti was struggling. So what happened is I called Tahuti. I said, Tahuti, do you need money? He said, Well, I, 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 I so I ain't heard from you. He said, My, my, um, 
computer plug is bad. I said, do you want me to buy you a computer plug? He said, no, nah, I got it. Now I'm about to make money. I said, Tahuti, listen to me, brother. I said, come stay with me at Right Angle, which is Brother Courtney. I said, come stay with us yeah. in Atlanta. We figure out and put you in the house, man. You need to come down to Atlanta we, we, so you don't get in no trouble. I don't even know, I didn't even know his history, but my heart was just telling me that, you know, I don't want the brothers to get in trouble. So the brothers get locked up. The brother's bond was, what, um, $25,000, which means $2,500 in cash. Mm-hmm. So I called the conscious community, brothers in the conscious community, to big up this bell and get this bell so this brother can get out before he got a charge of, of, of whatever he got, um, um, whatever they did put on him. So I called the conscious community. Nobody wanted to put money on it. So, so what I'm looking at is when I see a conscious community being negative towards the biblical people, I mean, I have to tell you the truth. I've seen Christians with better morals than all of these brothers mm. that are speaking comedic mm. science or whatever they're doing. And that's just being honest from the heart. So when, when, so when I come and I see Tahuti getting, my heart hurts when I see all of this stuff going down because never do I justify what he does. But at the same time, Tazari, I can tell you, Hashar, tell you, we never let our man stay in the belly of the beast. We get him out there and we sacrifice him ourselves. That's just how we roll. No so me coming, in the, me coming in the conscious community, I thought it was the same thing, but it's not. And I understand that these people need God in their life. They need the creator in their life. And that's why you see that. And that's why you see all the struggling. Um, even even when the brother said it's going to be a clean fight, you know, uh, Shaka Atmos is respectful. And Shaka Atmos got a video calling all the Hebrew Israelite bitches and, and, and y'all are bitches. And we're going, we going to demolish you. And we're going to come through all of the camps. Brother, if you understood why we postponed the debate, why would you even come against that? He said, I have $3,000 to put up. He said, I'll put up $3,000. Why don't we give that three thousand dollars to Ferguson people in Ferguson? Why don't we why don't we raise that three thousand dollars to get the hoodie out of jail? We need to prioritize, all right? And that and that's just and you know and that and that's what I'm saying because I have love for I would have never met Red Pill Blue Pill some of the best brothers I ever known they put me onto a brother Minister Jew and me and that brother like right in right and left hand you understand what I'm saying? So we are building, we understand the paradigm of what's going on, and we have growth in this. And I think it's imperative for all of us to understand that you would never, never, ever see a Hebrew Israelite running scared, and it never will happen. Mm. It's that sometimes we're doing the Lord's work. Let me ask you this question, Brother uh, Nazi, Brother Zazari, I can show. Because I wasn't really, you know, I'm, I'm going to admit that I haven't, completely followed the thread of, you know, I've seen right. videos posted and I've heard some of the chatter, but I was in Houston taking care of family affairs, you know, so I, I kind of, you know, have to fall back for a minute. What What is the brother Shaka's, <clears throat> what is his stance in terms of what is his rebuttal to what your brothers are saying, that, look, we have work that we're doing. We're in the streets. The the community is going through a crisis right now. We're, you know, we're, we're helping our, our people. We don't really have time to engage in the divisiveness or the debate uh, arena at this moment. So what is, what is the brothers' rebuttal, if there is one? Um, I've heard a few. I've heard... Um... Um, 
some some I've heard from Sadnet up, so I'll just stick to what I've heard from Chopper, which I can only assume comes from Sadnet. Um, I would have to say I have not heard um Shaka address anything as far as us saying we don't want to do the debate right now. I haven't heard nobody say that. Nobody has actually said the truth about why we not why we didn't do the debate at this time. Everybody has just chosen to say we run it or we ducking because that seems to be more um I guess controversial might be the word. I mean, mm-hmm. because to just sit there, but because to just sit there and say, "Listen, the brothers say really real rap." You didn't have to say nothing. They didn't have to say nothing because we there was never ever ever given a date of when we would actually do a debate. So really, you didn't have to say nothing. But since they came out, the only thing that I've heard was that we was just running and we ducking and we scared because Shaka is the Hebrew killer. Yeah, to be a Hebrew killer, you would have to at least have faced a Hebrew first. You would have to have been in front of a Hebrew, beaten a Hebrew, and then you a Hebrew killer. Like if you say Nazi is a conscious community killer, because Nazi actually went up against someone in the conscious community, or Hashar. Hashar retired that cat royale. I don't know where he at. I don't know where Royale at, and I'm just using it as an example. Hashar, now, if Hashar, if Hashar called himself, if Hashar called himself a so-called conscious community killer, he would actually have a resume that would generate him being able to say that. So, um, I've just heard how Shaka's a Hebrew killer, how he's got all this information, how he's doing all of this stuff, but he's saying the same uh, rhetoric. You know, King James was a white guy. King James was a homosexual, which I don't know how he could call anybody a homosexual when he's on record saying he don't have a problem with black people being homosexual. It's on video. It's recorded. So he's saying the same things. He's saying King James was a homosexual. He was white. This is a white man's book. This is copy this. This is copy that, which is when I was on the phone with Polite and Sarnetta, that's what we wanted to get away from. So I don't know why he's choosing the route that he's going. And I was telling Hashar and I was telling Nazi this. I said this to them. And um, to me, it's shameful to Shaka. Um, like, I don't know if Polite is a true Israelite or if he's a true Hamite. But what I will give props to Polite is in this regard. When I did the business with Polite, if anybody see any of the videos that me and Polite had against each other, and I've said this to him personally, any of the videos that we've had against each other, you can see that we was banging hard the whole time. I didn't know him. He didn't mm-hmm. know me. He was defending his doctrine. I'm defending my doctrine. I said something about his wife, which wasn't intentional, but the shit just comes out in the heat of the moment. Throughout that whole ordeal, when we was negotiating behind the scenes, it stayed just that, behind the scenes. When we didn't agree with a date, we went to another date. We did everything behind the scenes, but we always, because we knew we was going to do the debate. It was no need to do nothing public. So when I, when we came to Sarnet and said that we don't want to do the debate now, we're going to do it at another time, it should have stayed the same way. But for whatever reason, I don't know if Chaka feels like this is his come up, so he's going to come out because he's also making it appear as if this is a debate where it's the three of us against him by itself. I don't even hear him mention Polite or Reggie or whoever else it's supposed to be in it, 
it just makes it seem like it's a three-on-one as opposed to it was supposed to be at least a three-on-three. So you would actually have to ask him why he's choosing to go this route because any man that had morals, any man that had integrity would hear why we chose not to do the debate at this time and would have at least respected it. Even if you didn't like it, you could have at least respected it. So I I don't really – he's just doing a lot of bullshit you know, to keep it 100, and, you know what I mean? He ain't been and in that, front of me. And that's, and that's, part, of the, that's, part, of, that's part of the game and the divisiveness. I have to say this. Like, and, and Red Pill and Blue Pill can, can um, um, testify this, testify for this, and say that, you know, when these debates happen, there has to be something done in the conscious community, really, because when polite debated SETI, they separated they they didn't really talk for a long time. They finally had to agree to come back together and and, and try to go against the Hebrews. When 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 um, me and Seti debated, I to this day text Seti once a month, but and call him and he doesn't respond. Um, when we go into Malik Zulu Shabazz and um um, um our brother Polite debating, it's a separation. Ali Muhammad mm-hmm. debated Polite. It was a separation. So why are we really trying to do these debates? Is it about uplifting our people? Because it seems to be more divisive. And I'm not saying that the debates the, the is not really exciting for the people. It's good in some aspects. But the emotions have to be um, taken away. You have to well, understand that a lot, of our, a lot of our people are traumatized, man. So when we go into this mm-hmm. and somebody defeats us, we don't know how to take it. So mm-hmm. we feel emotional about it and we harbor anger and hatred. So... Mm-hmm. The truth be told, the reason why is the Hebrew Israelites running scared because the Hebrew Israelites is what brought the most money into the conscious community. <laughs> and it's the truth. The reason why I said it. You look at look at Tahuti and uh, natural Tahuti and Dr. Ali Muhammad's debate. Look at a lot of the debates when the when the, when the camera turns to the crowd, there's nobody in there. There's nobody in there. But when Seti debated polite. It drew people in there. It, it started to pick up wind. But then when Tazariak debated polite, the building was full. Then when, when I debated SETI, the building was packed. And now the Hebrew Israelites were introduced to this so-called community, and everything is going crazy. So now what, 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 what our elder Sarnetta is trying to do is find somebody that can have a fan base in the Hebrew Israelite community to debate because they bring in that money. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I know that's how he is. But what I'm saying is we have to understand that, remember, Dr. Ali Muhammad was a Hebrew killer before too, remember? He didn't kill no Hebrew because it was a promotion. It was a promotion for money to generate. Then Shaka Akos, who used to be the Muslim killer, until he sat on the couch with Ali Muhammad, that Ali Muhammad ran circles around him, then he retired that name. Then Chaka Atmos is on tape saying, I would never debate Seti because he's too strong. He's a warrior. He never debated him, but then now he's a Hebrew killer when he only made half of the debate for Imam Bashir because he had a vision that somebody got shot. Now, the guards must have told him wrong because nobody got shot. So he's not connected with the Neturu. He's not connected with the Neturu, and he's not connected with reality. So when you promote our brothers to be something with a Hebrew killer, that makes me proud of being a Hebrew Israelite because everybody has to have something about a Hebrew Israelite in their voice or their description in order for it to sell. 
and that's the only thing that'll sell now. And like we said, we not we never turn down a debate. But if we don't get treated right and give, give be given respect, we get a lot for the conscious community, and we love the conscious community. And you know, red pill, blue pill. Red pill did something for me. He gave me commissary. Um, he gave me um, some work, and he, he helped me out. You know what I mean? So I always got a heart for him. I do whatever I can when Red Pill come down my building. It's his building. That's a heart. That's I mean, love. we, you know, we. I brought my daughter and my wife to your house to break bread with you, your daughter, your children, all of your children and your wives, because at the end of the day, and I would do the same for Cesariac and Shaw, because at the end of the day, you know, we are about unifying, we about building, you know, it's the same thing that, you know, I'm from the old school, the same way that we can sit down and play dominoes, should I sit down and we can sit down and, 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 and match wits, you know what I mean? We can sit down and match uh-huh. concepts and ideas at the end of the day, but, you know, we, we're going to do it in the, in the, in the same, same air of, um, you know, uh, Sportsmanship. I'm, I'm, you know, we're gonna do it in the same sense of love because at the end of the day, I'm still sitting at your house with my children. You understand what I'm saying? I'm still sitting in the house with my family. Yeah, I've been traveling around the country. And I'm speaking for the same voices that have been asking me the questions that I've been digging for the answers for. What commonality can we unite on? There's nothing for not only the conscious community, but people around this country and thus around the world, they want to see what can brothers come together on? What can we collectively do? We want to see Muslims and the Moors sitting at the table and the Canadians sitting at the table with the Hebrews. This is what they want to see. That's what people want to come out for. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily a function that you're going to charge somebody at the door for. You know what I'm saying? These are those mm-hmm. things that know, are written of in scripture that you won't necessarily see to make it out. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to happen. And it has to happen in the heart first. So what is it that we can unify around as a people collectively now when we know that our people need us? We know that there's a lack of leadership issue that's resounding that the whole world is witnessing. The shit is ugly. But exactly. you have people that have been duly prepared for this time. You have the front line, like you said. You know, being on the radio and disseminating information is not the same thing as being on the deuce, you know what I'm saying, or being on 42nd, disseminating this information. I just came from Times Square. That shit is a war zone. You know? Uh-huh. And you got up for to come and aggrandize the NYPD. That's how they got it. They got the cars set up there. You know, they got the flag electronic uh-huh. flag on the NYPD so people come and take pictures and everything. That shit is set up like an attraction for the NYPD and for military. So, yeah. You they, call military you know yeah. They, 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 yo, they call it military island. They call it military island. Right, right. And, and, and y'all used to teach over there on that island. And right. uh, ISPK. Yeah. And we yeah. was yeah. right on the other corner right there, you know. Yeah. And it was so crazy. But cats don't even realize it was about, I think it was two years ago, or a year ago. Y'all remember that car bombing on 44th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was, and, and it was a cat that placed a little bomb over there. We was teaching that very afternoon when it happened. 
The thing shook, mm. boom, and police, boom, everybody running and moving, boom. Now we still teach it. This is straight up because we know stuff happens and stuff happened down there. But as they started flooding and moving everybody away, like, oh, we're going to get out of here, get out of here. So we had to go ahead and move. They had everything, copters, you name it. And they couldn't even get the copters low because of the building. All right? So th- there's a lot of things that cats don't know, you know, uh, when we out there as Hebrews, like, teaching. You know, it's like, it's, it, when we say front line, it's just nothing to say that, you know, so it sounds good, you know, a little corny cliche. It's real. Right, right, that, right, that's right. real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we got video of that. But what I, I can't, we don't put videos up and out and stuff like that. We just keep stuff for precautionary measures for the real war. You know what I'm saying? If uh, right. FBI, whoever want to do what they want to do, say what they want to say, then boom, we got his evidence right here. And we got many copies. So they could try to burn one, take another. We got more than that. <laughs> so it, it is what it is. I only mentioned that point just to put it out there that, you know, when this thing happened, you know, we was dead literally on that front line when this was going down. So when cats talk all of this, no, I'm there, rah, 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 it's like, how, how, you know, walk the walk, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not the talk. And as far as that thing with brothers is talking about, um, you know, I'm a G, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a capital G, by the way. So, you know, when they're talking, Israel is ducking and da-da-da-da-da, you know, hey, listen, man, my, my, my blood boils. I ain't going to lie. So, you know, because as a warrior, sometimes you forget that there is no war with certain people. You know what I'm saying? So they was our people. Like, Wait, whoa, whoa. So, we, you know, I'm talking to Kazaria, you know, on Nazi, and we going back and forth, all right, all right, you know, laughing about it. And, like, all right. And, and each king was like, yo, I'm bubbling too, man. I'm bubbling too. But then we had to remember right, we, we got a job to do, you know, and let, let's stick to our word of, you know, doing the job. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, if that time comes, we'll do it. So it's stuff like that. And then, I mean, the most asinine statement about, you know, uh, debates, debates. What people fail to realize, a Hebrew Israelite is born and bred debating, period. Mm-hmm. We, ra- we raised off debates because, you know, when they talk about, oh, you read the Bible, the Bible, Babylon uh, 10 book 2, man, that was, that, listen, we, read, we have to read other things in order to validate the book that we call the Bible. Okay, that's number one. Number two, our study game is impeccable. All right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to debating anybody, we can talk on any subject matter. We can, we can say, well, what? And we can bring it right back to the scripture. Here it go right here. You want, oh, what, 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 here it go right here. Most, what, 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 right here. We, and so when they talk about debating, that's something that we do naturally. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when they went up against the Tessaria, because I know, you know, the ISUPK, their style of, 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 of teaching, he could easily switch off topic. You know, because when Polite tried to catch him off the topic, boom, he like, well, I got you on that one match point. And it's, it's easy because that's what we do. So it's like right, they right. debating. So if you want to take us and put us on a stage with a computer and PowerPoint, that's baby work for a Hebrew Israelite. Because we got to debate on the fly with one minute, two seconds with somebody. Somebody saying, suck my, yo, your mother, what, what, what? what about the imperial kingdom of such and such? And we got to debate, right? Boom, 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 have an answer for it. So when they talk about ducking and running, that's baby talk, man. That, that, that makes no sense. So but I understand the game. And, um, you know, when you're part of the game, just, you, you got to let it ride out and respect it. So I respect what they're doing, you know, and how they're doing it. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Now, did they get our attention? Yeah, you know, 
flies do, you know, when they come to picnics, you know, you got to wipe them off, they fly out of here. So they got the attention, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I digress with my mouth pop off, right? No, 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 it's true, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. And and, and everybody who's seen, seen the debates, they can tell we warriors, man. This is what we live for. This is what we die for. And people don't know how important it was to me. I was representing the most high in the SETI debate. If I would have lost, you might not have never seen me again because mm-hmm. I had no purpose anymore. I can't represent the creator. I couldn't represent the creator if I, if, if I couldn't defend his name. And that's how we all are, man. So when, you, when, they, when they try to bring people to Hebrews, and this is not a show to promote, promote just us being warriors, but it's talking about the truth and what we stand for. And I love, I would never take anything else for being a Hebrew Israelite because I understand that when it all comes down to it, we really believe in what we believe in. And other people can say, well, I believe in this book, and I like this book and this book. But when you hit them with that book, they say, well, I don't like that part of that book, so I'll take this book. <laughs> right, and, right. And they, they don't have nothing they stand on. But we know we stand on the principles of the Most High and all salute to the Creator, salute to all the brothers that's out there, IUIC, um, 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 orders of Melchizedek, even GMS, all them brothers, man, Hebrew Israelites unite together and fight this war. Let me ask you, uh, brother Redpill, and I want to uh, camel back oh, off oh, of brother oh, Redpill. Uh, yeah, right, I never got my question answered. Oh, what was you know, it? I think and, and this is, like I said, this is a question that I'm asking for people don't have that particular voice. Not everybody wants to engage the Israelites in the debate right now. So the rest of the world is watching and listening, you know, they want to know what point can we unite on? What is it that we can demonstrate as a unit to show that unity is possible for people to have this passion, to have this information, you know what I'm saying, and is carrying this quote-unquote band of consciousness, what can be done to show people that you can get X amount of people or X amount of organizations in one room figuratively, you know what I'm saying, to work on one accord at a particular time like this when our people need us. Okay. Um, well, I, I can speak on then I and I let my brothers just chime in when they have it. But what I say is Torah first. Torah is all the principles. but And some people may not believe in the scriptures of the Bible, but we have to have some principles that relate to everything, okay? So first and foremost, what thing can unify us is the things that's happening now. The all the drama and the trauma, if that is not enough for unification, because I said I stand I stood out there in Ferguson. Ferguson was a united front. You're talking about bloods, crips, gangster disciples, um, RBG, Moors, Hebrews. This is what we're gonna stand for. We're gonna stand against the oppressor together. So we have to come together collectively. And I made many calls out on Facebook and um, um, Instagram about uniting, and that's what I've been doing. As far as uh, even when I talk about the, the, the Civil Rights um, Day and the law of education, I was dealing with the Civil Rights uh, um, Attorney Davis. He came out there. He's a Muslim. I had more teaching there. You understand what I'm saying? So everything, everything we do is on a united front to get brothers out there. But most brothers that unite understand that they agree with the Bible. Truth be told, me and you, red pill, blue pill, we have some kind of understanding that we respect the Bible. But you know what I'm saying? So even me to Zaria, we don't agree completely, but we respect the scriptures. So this is what we're talking about as far as unification. It don't have to be 
when, 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 because guess what? There's in the book that um, uh, our brother Yiftok, right? Yiftok was in the book, and Yiftok blinded himself with people who were outside and came back and won the war and conquered and became the ruler. So unification doesn't always have to be on one understanding and principle of Torah, but at the same time, we have to know everybody has a certain role to play. But in this time of degradation and the oppressor smashing us under this foot, we have to uplift ourselves to a higher level and come together and say, yo, we are dying. Let's get it together now. If we are dying is not something that can push us together, then it shouldn't it never will happen. So all the brothers were looking for to jump inside of this 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 war or inside of this front line, if they haven't jumped in now, they never will. So unity is in the revolution that's happening now. Me, you, Red Pill, Tazariak, Hasha, we're unified in the aspect of pushing forward the information and getting it out there and doing what we have to do. And, and I mind you, ISUBK has a, 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 a blog talk. Hebrew War Machine has a blog talk. We haven't gave this message on none of our blog talks, but until our brothers know the ledge. So our mindset is about unification and pushing forth the word, but you know when Hebrew Israelites are coming, we're coming with the word of God. So our unification is going to happen regardless. If it's not about brothers standing together in the forefront and getting their hands dirty, then it's never going to happen. You can watch, and that's one of the things. I don't have respect for the conscious community like that no more. And I say that from the heart, and that's truthful. I don't have it no more. I don't have it. And not, the reason is red pill, blue pill, y'all brothers was ha- y'all had people in the ground, and y'all was, they was talking to y'all and bringing back information. You had the Moors, I know, that was telling you that. Y'all had somebody out there. But all these brothers, man, when I first came here, all I seen was the conscious community talking about a revolution, a revolution, a revolution. And when the revolution started, I didn't see nobody. The, the, the one that was the general wasn't there. The one that's the soldier, the lieutenant, the captain wasn't there. And that's where I lost kind of my respect for what's going on because this is nothing but the people falling in the hands of another preacher. Someone who preaches the word but don't live the word. So only how unification can happen is you live the word. You have to live the word. And for you to have us on your show, for you to have brothers out there in the streets, it shows you're devoted to the people. In fact, Red Pill said he was on his way out there. I know something probably happened when he couldn't get out there because I was trying to tell him to wait till I get out there. Let's go together. I was going to go with Brother Mayor. Yeah, me and the mayor was going to push out, and I had a sister who was going to drive, um, but she reneged. She pulled back at the last moment, and then that day I just went back to New York. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go, because I was with my son out there in Atlanta, and it didn't work out, and then y'all went a week later. You feel what I'm saying? But I I had my press pass. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? I had that's the goddesses the with me. That's they the was going to protect mentality. me. That's the warrior you know, mentality. And, and guess day, what? It still, you know it still ain't done out there. It still isn't done out there. We can go out there and talk to everybody who wants to talk. You know how I many people, when we came out there with the garments on, 
and everybody said, yo, let's go on over there and talk to them. Hey, we know who did the shooting. We know what happened. One guy was up there. He shot from a distance. The other guy shot him from a different angle. They both gunned him down. The guy pulling him away said, come over here. Don't say nothing else. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. People want to talk. It's time for yeah. us to be our own news directors. It's time for us to bring our own understanding to this. <laughs> oh, let me ask and you that's this. where the revolution right. starts. And I don't want to get into too much detail. You know, we could just touch on something general for those that are interested. Is there any plans for mobilizing around a decision dealing with the grand jury? You know what I'm saying? Will there be a return with a unified, more stronger force just in case, you know what I'm saying, things pop off at that particular point? And like you said, there are people that need to be protected down there. There are stories that need to be told. Is there anything in the plan of that nature? Well, well, well. With me, and I know our brothers have plans, so I let them speak on their plans before I go into my plan. Um, and I, I can take up much time. So, Hashar, I know Tazari, y'all, y'all brothers go first, so I don't seem like I'm hogging the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashar, you want to go? You can go. You can go. Nah, go, King. Go, King. I'm good. No, sir. I'll be thinking I'll be hogging the mic till I talk around Nafshi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what the brother Nafshi is saying is correct. Um, I could give a hardcore answer. I could give, you know, a diplomatic answer. But it's all going to come down to the same thing. The scriptures say the scriptures say a couple of things. They say, gather yourselves together, O nation, not desire, which so fits black and Hispanics in 2014. We that nation that everybody wants to rape, rob, but nobody wants to be, including our own people. Our own people get their money, they want to be white, or they want to be this, or they want to be that. So that fits. A couple other scriptures that say, can two walk together lest they be agreed, which is what, which is why what I said, Nazi said in the beginning, it's going to have to all come back to whether you call it Torah, Tanakh, Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, Apocrypha, whatever you call it, if we don't have no law, statute, commandments guiding us, we can have 25 conferences a year. And if we don't put the most high first, it'll never work. It'll work, it'll work during that conference. Brothers will eat, drink, be merry, have a good old time, and feel whatever spirit they think is up in there. But if the most high is not first in it, it's no different than pastors having a, a monthly conference just so they can get drunk and have a party or some shit like that. It's not about it's not about necessarily um the intent. The intent can be great. Like brothers want to come together, but it's really about actually putting forth that action. It's really about like like Hashar said this earlier, it's a difference between talking it and walking it. Like we on the phone talking it. Now when we get off the phone, I know for a fact what Nasi's going to do. I know what Hashar is going to do. I know what I'm going to do. The brothers that's on the phone, I need to see what y'all are going to do. Not, and I'm not really singling y'all out. I'm just using y'all as an example because we're on the phone. And um, so what we have to actually do is put forth an action. So if you're saying that we got to come together, we come together, we get this plan of action, we put the most high first. Now when you leave, you got to actually do it. That would be better. If y'all notice... In the debate that I had with Polite, I said it in that debate. I said, I see all these people in this room. Shouldn't we be fixing 
the conditions of black people instead of worrying about is the God of the Bible a woman or a man? Like, that's what my debate fell down to. Uh, is the God of the Bible a woman or a man? Which is why I don't really talk about the debate that much. Other people talk about the debate. The debate was minor. You know how much information, not, not, not the sidebar, and I get back off of it. For all the studying that I did that I thought Polite was going to come with all his knowledge, I freestyled damn near that whole debate. Just free, freestyled the whole thing. So now, when we come, when we talk about coming together, we have to mean it. It's one thing to say because, you know, black people have been saying that shit since the 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, we got to come together. We got to do this. We got to do that. You follow the Hebrew Israelite way, and you will come together. You come up under the school. You come up under the right tools. You come up with the right thinking and knowledge. You will come together. But it all starts with the most high first. When we was in Egypt the first time and the, the, the Egyptians was whooping their ass, they didn't go and gather themselves together and go serve Pharaoh. They went and prayed to the most high. And the most high heard their prayer, sent Moses, he killing everything moving, and then we get up out of there. So if we want to get together, we have to understand that the most high comes first. Yahweh in the Hebrew comes first. Law, statutes, and commandments come with that. Because once you follow the law, statute, and commandment, there's brotherhood that comes with that. Brotherhood, Christ said this, that the law hinges on two things, to serve the Lord with all thy might, thy soul, and thy strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. If we kept those two commandments, you wouldn't have a need for the rest of the commandments. Brotherhood is what's lacking, and that's what we have to establish first, and we're going to have to get rid of all these religions. We just have to. I said this when I was on the phone uh, with Blue Pill when I did the show with Blue Pill. And um, Blue Pill had quoted a couple of verses from the Bible, and I know he respects the Bible like Nazi said. I know Red Pill respects the Bible. But it's not enough to just respect the Bible. We got to do what the Bible says. We got to read them scriptures and say, okay, when you're dealing with money with a brother, deal this way. When you're dealing with land, deal this way. When you're dealing with woman, deal this way. When you're dealing with food, deal this way. We can't just have respect for it. It's like, oh, yeah, I respect the Bible. Yeah, it got some truth in it or whatever like that. You got to say, okay, the Bible said I can't do this, so I'm going to die, and have the fear of the Lord in you. The scriptures say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of love. And if anybody that's a father, that's what I want my kids to have, fear. Fear that if they break what I say, I'm going to crack their behind, and that's what we don't have. So it is, it is imperative that we come together to answer the brother's question. But that coming together, we have to get rid of everything. So we have to let egos go aside. You got to be able to hear a brother's point. So like, let's say if all of us were to get in the room, because all of us believe in different things, we got to be able to sit in that room and actually hear each other. You understand? And then tear down certain things, tear down certain aspects, tear down certain walls. If we can't get to that point, coming together is going to be pointless. So we got to have a clear and sober mind to really uh, get that down. But that's more important than I think, I uh, think, a debate or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, not to interject, but as a brother Sharp no, said, right. you know, he's a G. You know, if we talk tactics and strategy as warriors, I think that that's something that we understand coming from where we come from. You feel me? Now, the mm-hmm. faith and the discipline that goes behind that is going to be able to take said warrior a little bit farther on the battlefield than it might take the next man. You identify, you know, who might be potentially the person that can't lead 
you know what I'm saying, the troop of the battalion to where they need to go as opposed to the mm-hmm. person that can. You know, that's how those things get sorted out. When people, you give people menial positions to carry out and you see if they can carry it out if they can't, and then you start up in the ante, you know. But at some point, we got to get familiar with one another because, you know, logically we know if we're bringing together a coalition, just like these countries that are going against ISIS and all of these other, they don't all believe the same thing. They don't all practice the same particular doctrines, but they have a, 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 a core particular goal, and then they lay the strategy out, then one person deals with what they got to deal with, and the other person deals with what they got to deal with. So if we're on the corner of 125th Street, and that's where we're seeing a bean pies, and his brother got a fez on, and he's talking nationality, you know what I'm saying? And he's giving the devils that work. We know that there's not enough time to bring a brother over, you know what I'm saying, to believe, quote-unquote, exactly what it is you believe. But what is it that we can collectively get together in terms of in one accord? Now, we can get together together and say, boom, right, we're going to go on Lexington Avenue and feed some people. You know what I'm saying? We can say that we're doing it in the name of Yahweh. I don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? You can even uh-huh. you can even see the brothers' burgers while I'm making them tell. I, I'm not going to object to that. The 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 overall aspect is feeding them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, boom, I'm with that. We can do that. It doesn't matter to me what name we do it in. It don't even matter to me what we see them. You know what I'm saying? As long as they're being fed. So I'm just saying, in terms of like uh, initiative like that, just getting something done. Say, boom! All right, now we're familiar. We got one thing done. We can move to something else. Okay. No, I I I agree with you. I agree with you, Phil. But what I'm what I'm saying is this. Um, I I really I'm really open to what you're saying. But we have to realize that there's a lot of things in play. There's a lot of things in play, and. We, 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 with the Mike Brown, we can protest all we want. If we don't come together and establish our own communities, it is nothing. And this is what I'm saying. So when we deal with the emotional side, our bond, whether you know it or not, our bond is because we take concepts from a certain book and apply it, whether it be the Quran, whether it be the Tanakh, because the Quran is actually a, a, a commentary on the Bible. So what we say is we believe in something that's similar, but we have to set up certain strategies and standards. So when I, in, uh, when I interjected into the um, conscious community and I spoke and set my piece on, I want us to establish a government, is because I wanted rules and regulations. We, you could have said, I, you could have said it whatever you wanted to. As long as it was the same rules, it could work. And this is the thing that, is, that, that we have to understand is that people are not really practicing these principles. So the revolution that we're looking for in establishing all the groups together is not going to happen. It's only going to happen with a common group of spiritual people and people that's bonded by one aspect. And we are all bonded by that aspect. And, I, and, and Pill, I, I'm, Pills, I'm telling you, street pharmaceuticals, I'm letting you all know, I came in with an open mind. And my open mind was to be like, let's build, let's do this, let's do that. But the truth be told, the people I'm dealing with are very immature and don't have the ability to comprehend basic necessities of survival, and it's really sad to me. So what I say is then, we have to meet on some kind of tour of principles. 
or, or some kind of principles that's going to govern us because we have to know to love our brother as ourselves. Like, like Zaria said, we have to know that um, we can't trust interest to the poor. We have to know that we have to have set aside some money for the poor that we feed them. We have to know all these principles, man. And so when I see it and you're talking in the conscious community, these brothers ain't even raised no money for nothing that is about something. So this is what I'm saying, and I'm not talking about you, Blue Pill, Red Pill. I know my brother's on point. But what I'm saying is we have to, we have to really think about where we're coming from and what angle we're coming from. It can't be just about money. It can't be just about money. And, and, and I read a statement that the Hebrew Israelites backed out because it wasn't enough money. That's not true. We, we don't even really care about money. If we cared about the money, we wouldn't have did a three-on-three debate. You know what I'm saying? If we... Swag, if we cared about money, we would have did the debate. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if it was about money, if we would have did the debate. And, if, and once again, if you ask Polite and Sadnetta, when we was doing the initial conversation, money hadn't even come up yet. So if it was about money, we for sure would have did the debate. That's the least of, like the scriptures say in uh, Micah and uh, in Hosea and in the New Testament, that we will be redeemed without money. So that's not right. to say that we don't need money. But money is not a motivator for me. You know, right. you ain't going to come and say, well, I'm going to give you X, Y, Z money, and then I'll start salivating like, yeah, let me get this. Let me get that. So you'll right. find out with brothers that's in this truth, we sacrifice money. What I mean by sacrifice money, like jobs that we've had, getting paid X amount of dollars or doing this right. or giving up worldly things for the truth. So anybody that says money, you just don't know he is like Right, right. And to touch on what the Kings was talking about as far as, you know, the scriptures, I mean, I just want to put a um, a note out there, a footnote out there for most people. <laughs> most people in the comedic community and everywhere is afraid of the scriptures or the Bible because they think that it was something concocted by the white man. The white, mm-hmm. That's a white man's book, white man's book, white man's book. But the, the most beautiful thing is if you look at the laws, in the scripture, the Torah, if you look at it, the white man has not kept one and can't keep one of those laws. But mm-hmm. those laws have moral competence and teach you how to deal and be with your brother, teach you about money as they were just mentioning. So when you understand how could the white man come up with something that's so, so pristine and not even exemplify those kind of actions as written. So that's, for that footnote for anybody, just look at the laws itself and see if the white man has ever kept one of them. All right? And so you, you know that he didn't come up with this thing called the Bible, the scripture. So now the other thing is this. When you look at people that come together, especially men and brothers in the community, black community, conscious community, and wherever, the scriptures give us an understanding. It says about wisdom. It says to treat her like a woman, you know, and approach her like a woman. And every brother know on his phone and every brother out there listening, know when it comes to a woman, you're a great negotiator. Okay, you 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 know how to say okay, all right. You give a little, okay, I'll take a little. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to men being men and dealing as men, it's always that bumping heads and wrong because we don't know that act of how to give a little and understand. Okay, let me deal with this, and that is one of the main principles that the scriptures teach us. It teaches a man how to be a man without having to be the alpha male and things of that nature. Why? Because you see your brother as you see yourself. And when you see it like that, there's no way you're going to want to cheat yourself. There's no way you're going to disrespect yourself. No way you're not going to want to have the best for yourself. 
And so that's just the aspect. And what brothers are saying, coming to the, you know, the Torah, the laws, and the scriptures, and the Mopi, it makes it all easier and how to come together. You know, and you can put it on the table and look at it. And it's funny, and don't let nobody out there fool you because they follow the laws of the white man all day long. White man tell you, don't smoke a cigarette inside. You got niggas in the freezing cold smoking cigarettes outside because <laughs> the white man gave that law. You know, and the toughest of niggas in the comedic community, wherever. So it's like when you look at it, it's like, you know, our, our, our priorities are definitely not intact. And um, right. this is what the scriptures give us to bring that unified front. And that's all we're saying from that point of view. That's all. All right. And if I could add, um, you see him, brothers, like to, to, to hammer home the brother's question. When you say, when are brothers going to come together, you're seeing it on this phone right now. You're seeing, okay. I'm in ISBK, Hashar is in AOC, Nasi is down in Atlanta with his temple. You are seeing it take fruition right now. Everything, ain't, everything is not a, a nuclear bomb. Sometimes okay. the shit is just a firecracker. Okay. So you're seeing it right now. Once again, we would not be on, a year ago, the three of us wouldn't be on this phone right now. Now you see the three of us on this phone right now. So to answer your question, you're actually seeing it. You're seeing it live in the making, whether you want to call it baby stage, infant stage, however you want to see it, but, but, you're, but you're seeing it right now. Indeed. And, and Pills can tell you because they understand from what we're doing in Atlanta and what we're trying to do now. We're working on uh, getting a food truck up to feed our people some healthy food, you know. So so the, so the unification, and that's why sometimes it's like a smoke screen. We want everybody to be a part of it. But guess what? Yah says only a remnant shall return. Only a remnant. It's only going to be a few people. It's not going to be everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm speaking of extending that tent because what I'm saying is that there are a lot more people that want to get under the tent of unification than want to get under a tent of disunity, especially at this particular time. And we might not know that. We might not have exposure, you know what I'm saying, to that level of the masses, bicoastally and internationally, to know these things. We might just think that, you know, everybody wants to debate the issues, which is not the truth. Now, uh, again, I applaud you, brothers, you know what I'm saying, for uh, exemplifying and, and showing us that level of unity. You know, I'm just saying let's take it a little bit further, you know, because what we're right. talking about ultimately a mass and the power that we need, right, go up against the forces that we're against is going to take a little bit more and a little bit more of a broader unified, you know, unified front. Now, now, and I, I agree because we're, we're confident enough to believe that what we're speaking will transcend to the masses. So even if it's a unified front, we can say this. Brothers, no. I'm working with my brother Right Angle, who's not a Hebrew Israelite. I'm working with Brother 360, who's RBG. I'm working with a Brother Samuel, who is a Moor. I'm working with Amir. So the transcendent, the, the, we, we, we're trying to come across to a different level in the broader audience, but it seems that sometimes the only people that attract it to it is some people that can certainly comprehend because what we have in the conscious community is people that actually have been traumatized by biblical authorities. And when I say biblical authorities, I mean pastors, reverends, and preachers. So in their traumatization, they rebel from the Bible and push it away because they remember and they reflect on their time when they were traumatized in the lives that were told to them. And it's almost 
So almost uh, um, accepting the rejection of the Bible is like accepting a homosexual or accepting a mm-hmm. lesbianism. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say that is because most of women, a lot of women that are lesbians, they were traumatized at a young age by an older men. So they mm-hmm. reject that man. But it doesn't mean all men were wrong. And these are the concepts. So when you have people that's, let's debate, let's do this, that really they're coming from their emotions and they're coming from their ego and they're coming from their traumatization that's having them wanted to be extra aggressive against everything that looked like something in the past. And all my brothers on the phone can, 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 can relate to this. When you say something to a woman that sounds like somebody said something in the past to her, she'll snap and she'll go back into our hippocampus, the part of the brain, and realize and reflect on something that was similarly said to her by another man and react like it was the other man. And men do the same thing. So that traumatization is, is relevant and is prevalent inside of our community. So what we have to remove is we are willing. Me, Sean Tazaria, ISUB, uh, me, Sean Tazaria, we're willing to open up, to listen, and have a discussion with anybody and bringing it on a broader level. And this is what we're thinking. So we've always been open to that, and this is the only reason why we entered into the conference community is to debate and defend the name of the creator, but at the same time to win friends and influence others. This is our whole, this is our whole entire existence. So this is what we're about. So if there's something that you have that, that, you have that can be broader or, or – or, and this is, what, this is why we said this. We have the Hebrew War Machine. ISUBK can't have a blog talk. We all have a blog talk. We came to Know the Ledge, an excellent blog talk, just to speak our mind. And that was a sign of unification. Indeed. Brother Red. Yes, sir. Yes. Showing you. Yeah. Now, I've said this both in public and in private, and, you know, I shared this with niggas that wear onks, fezzes, and all of that, you know what I mean? So I'm public with my sentiments towards my Hebrew Israelite brothers. And I think I even shared some of this with, you know, uh, some of the brothers that are on this line tonight. When... I see you brothers same way that when I see my brothers from the fruit of Islam. And I'm going to share something with you, too, that I haven't really shared with, you know, the brothers and sisters on this phone call on the radio and other things. Like, there was a period not not long ago where I was contemplating, you know, because of the attraction that I have to military, militancy, and, and, you know, organizations that have a level of discipline that a person like me feels that, you know, I could partake in my, uh, in my development. You, you feel what I'm saying? Because I don't have brothers and sisters around me that I feel that I could trust that will handle affairs that you have to be a man to handle, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And when I look at an organization such as the Hebrew Israelites for the stance that you brothers take, the militant stance that you brothers take, I'm impressed. You know what I'm saying? I come from the streets. I come from, you know, I come from a history that, 
you know, I come from the old New York, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. You know, and I'm, I, I was born and I was reared and I was raised to be used to a certain kind of, you know, person. You know what I mean? Somebody who says who does what they say they're going to do and do what they say. You know what I'm saying? It's going to handle their business. They're not going to go on TV and talk about it. They don't want to go on the radio and brag about what they did. If it's work to be put in, they're just going to put in work. You know what I'm saying? And you can look at the person the next day and just tell, yeah, that nigga just put in some work. You know, because you know, there's things that we have to handle as grown-ups that, you know, it's not for YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And when I look at a group like the Fruit of Islam, when I look at our brothers, you know, our Hebrew Israelite brothers, I'm like, yo, these brothers are disciplined, you know? Like, these would be brothers that I would turn to if there was, you know, if I had to take care of something, you know, and I didn't want everybody in the world to know what 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 it is that we have to take care of, you know? And now we're in a situation where our, be, our people are being molested and, our people are being abused to a point where the image of the black man, you know, that was already under attack, that was already imperiled, that was already threatened, has now been, like, if this was a stock, if we were on a stock market, the shit has crashed. Like, niggas is definitely in the red right now. You know, uh, the image of the quote-unquote black man, the men who we knew from the 70s, the warriors, the men from the 80s, you know what I mean, that the the, the, the uh, generation that came out of the 80s and whatnot, the, you know, they call them the dinosaurs now. You know, uh, that pedigree and that stock, you know, that warrior stock is completely being decimated both through public opinion, through the media, uh, biologically, genetically, you know, through the foods and the drugs and things of that nature. And, um, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's almost like they're trying to make it seem like it's taboo to be a man now. So when that happens, when things like that happen, those of us who exemplify these qualities, our stocks actually begin to rise because we become more important when we actually become more rare. We become more of a rarity in society because, people don't have too many more points of references to point to because some of the people that we thought were men start showing that, you know, they, they, they're they coming out on Instagram wearing dresses. Right. You know? And, and, and other things that, you know, shock people like, damn, I didn't know, you know, this person was, like, folding so easily. But I'm seeing a lot of people fold these days. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's just let's just use this example. Let's just say I'm a brother who is in the conscious community, and I might have a militant spirit to myself. Because being on 125th Street in Harlem, um, I have the the opportunity to come across a lot of different energies and frequencies and spirits. The people that come up to us to talk to us. We have people that travel, as, as I'm sure Cesariot, you know, with being that you 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 and Brother Shaw. And even Brother Nazi, being that you guys are visual in the cyberspace realm and the Internet, you know that that now is a very interesting paradox because it attracts people from different parts of the globe. And they'll come to see you. Like, they'll come to 42nd Street or they'll come to Harlem to actually meet you. 
So I'm meeting people who are part of this community, or I call it a network, and, you know, they may be studying under a, a certain school of thought, a certain school of knowledge, which in my humble opinion is almost akin to meeting somebody from Morehouse, you know, but they're aspiring to, you know, take their master's degree in Harvard later on in life. Like, they're just on their journey. Like, wherever you meet a person is not necessarily where that person is going to wind up. So you might meet a person that's into Islam, but, you know, they may want to come into the school of Hebrew Israelites to further their studies. You know what I'm saying? They, they might want to sharpen this water a little more. You know, some of us have been through every single school of thought. And we feel that that's what makes us complete. So I'm meeting brothers from these different schools of thought, and they have these spirits, they, but they want, they want discipline. They want militancy. They want to join an organization that's going to both help them, you know, become better men in their growth and development, but they also want to join organizations that's going to feed that spirit that they have because they're like, yo, you know, I'm from the streets, like, you know what I'm saying? I like studying and everything, but I have this aggression and I have this energy, you know what I mean? Like, I want to fucking train, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, I want to get it in. Like, I, I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to refine my, 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 my game. Like, I want to refine my knuckle game. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having these conversations with people, and they don't feel like there's enough outlets to cater to that. You know what I mean? They feel like they go into organizations, and that these organizations try to pacify them and break them and, you know, almost demasculate them in a way. You know, they want them to, you know they, what I mean, do certain things. warrior training. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So my question to you three brothers would be, what advice would you give that brother who is looking for the warrior training? I got brothers who are bloods and crips, and they're ready to take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're ready to ride, and they're ready to, they're ready to hold it down, but, you know, like Brother Nazi said, when a situation such as Ferguson um, reared its ugly head, and to me that was just a, a, a um, you know, that was a drill. You know what I'm saying? That was a that was a, a catalyst, and that was a drill. That was an opportunity for individuals who are part of the community who've been talking a lot, burning up a lot of time on YouTube, and collecting a lot of checks from uh, YouTube. You know what I mean? For all of the hits that they were getting, speaking about what they were going to do, you know, on the front line or when it went down and everything, and, you know, Streets was watching. Everybody was on Facebook looking for that picture, you know what I'm saying? You know, that postcard from Ferguson, and they didn't see nobody. Okay. You know, no, no, and now I you agree. got these books. Mm-hmm. And I agree, and that's you know, what I say, um, I can only speak from the perspective of Atlanta, what's going on in Atlanta. Um, um, my organization is uh, Shomri HaTorah and also, you know, Hebrew War Machine. Shomri HaTorah in Atlanta has been open to, I don't know if you know Balagoon. You ever heard of Balagoon? Balagoon is no. a teacher of, De- of Dead Prez, martial arts, and yes. African martial arts, right? And inside yes. our building, we've been teaching African martial arts, uh, Qigong. We've been teaching all of this stuff for survival in order for our brothers and sisters to be able to defend themselves. And we're not talking about no kung fu or karate. We're talking about stuff to break people arms, break people this. We also have um, an organization called Ruach Akkad, 
Ruaka Kai, what we did is we took an abandoned apartment complex and turned it into an agricultural haven. So we grow fruit, we grow fruit, vegetables, Ruaka Kai. You can look it up on Facebook, you can look it up on Instagram, Ruaka Kai. So all these organizations, that? I think it's R-U-A, um, R-U-A-C-K-E-C-A-D. E-C-A-D is a separate name for it. And if it's not, if, if I'm not accurate with the spelling, I'll get back the spelling, and you can post it on your, uh, post it on your page. Um, and these brothers, these are young brothers, these are 17, 16 year old brothers. We grow our own food, man. And this is what I'm saying. We about survival. So all, so, so one of the things that in this movie I got coming out called Rise of the Conscious Mind is showing what me, Red Pill, Blue Pill, Tzardiac, Shot, all what we doing to help our people get lifted out of this nonsense. You know, we deal with sexual activities that happen to our young brothers and sisters that may change their mind and cause them to be more aggressive sexually, and we try to retain that feeling and show them where they can go negative in that aspect of building sexual um, desires in a negative level. So we're taking on different things at the same time. So we are building. We're bringing truth. Imagine your own backyard in Georgia and in my congregation, mostly everybody has uh, has crops in their backyard. Even if it's even if it's uh, one tenth of an acre, they still have crops because we grow our own food, and that's what we're superior about. And this is the thing that we have to push. So there's always time that we always can benefit off of blessing ourselves by manifesting something greater within ourselves. The God Creator caused us and put us on this earth to be stewardess of the land. So we have to know how to grow these things. Once we always dependent, and in the book of Isaiah it says, once you stop being dependent on the hands of the oppressor, Yah will redeem you. So it's telling us in the book we have to be independent. Don't ever go to no organization, no man, and begging them for justice and peace. They're not built on justice and peace. What we have to recognize is that we can govern our own selves, and that's the thing. Grow your own food. First and foremost, that's one of the most important things because they poison our mentality through the food. This is the thing that they're mm-hmm. killing us, through our food. So we have to understand that there is a greater cause. And another thing, our relationships are imperative for survival. We can't have women against men, men against women. That's part of the Willie Men syndrome. When Destiny Child released that, 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 that song, Independent Woman, that was the tear apart our household. We have to realize that that music has to get out of our household. All that music got to go. So what we're saying is, I know Hashar, I know Tazariak, I know Red Pill, Blue Pill. I know we all have organizations that can help benefit us as a whole. So if you want militancy, Shomer HaTorah in the land of Georgia, 1386, Ralph David Abernathy has training. We have all type of things for our brothers and sisters. We're training you on law. We have Moorish brothers training you on law. We got attorneys training you on law. We got Balagun teaching African martial arts, which is a system that's superior than the, the whole Chinese aspect, but it's based on who we are. And these are the things that we can do. And you go to ISBK, you see they militant. You see AOC is militant. These brothers standing in the face of the goons. They stand in the face of the white people. And you know what's respectful about our people? Because it's not about ego. Because I called to Zariot and I called Hashar, and they said, I got to get a vote for my people. 
If I, I can't even say yes or no on anything, and I can't myself. We can't say yes or no. If you say, yo, let's go do this and let's go sell ice cream, I can't tell you yes. I have to go to my organization to get a vote, and I have to respect the elders and the people that's, that may be higher than me, like my father, who may be higher than a Tazariot or even Hashar, who was the leader of this congregation, but goes to the brothers to get a general consensus on things to say whether he can do it or not. That's respect. So we answer to each other. Me, Shartazaria, we don't even do anything without us knowing. Because if we don't move one way, if we move together, we all got to have a common understanding. I can't say nothing on this phone that's going to disagree with Tazaria and Hashar. I can't. And if we do, we got to pause, and you got to talk, and we got to have a meeting, and we come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, no, I, I mean, yeah, you're on point. But it's like, you know, to with your question, because I know Tazar, y'all going to bring up ISBK. I know that. So it's like, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, as far as um, it, it, the, them brothers coming out of that zone, you know, I mean, whether they banging, whether they whatever, I mean, I'm biasly speaking, and factually speaking, um, to be an Israelite just this harnesses all that, that, that lion-like energy. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it brings the discipline in through the law, chapter commandments. And as far as the training, listen, man, listen. And back in the days, anybody would tell you, you know, uh, you know, Israelites used to lay hands on people. And I ain't talking about that, you know, and I ain't talking about that, that stuff they talking about Jesus stuff. I'm talking about later, yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was terrible, you know, and um, brothers within within Israel toned it down as far as I boom, you know, only when necessary. So as far as that, that kind of training, I mean, listen, man, you know, it, 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 it's nothing to really even be t- to talk about. You know, it's just something to experience. I remember, you know, even in our camp, I mean, we have many brothers. Just, yeah, man, bro, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, um, all right, what's such and such scripture? Can't get it wrong. Hit the deck. You know, then he got to walk to the windmill, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, and, and I'm giving code talk, but it is what it is. But it's like, um, you know, yeah. that is one of the best things for a young man uh, coming off uh, off of that type of zone. You know, and he's studying and get a study gaming up or whatever. But he wants that discipline to the next level. Because um, you, you come into manhood being an Israelite, period. Because you got to learn how to be a man. It's like having women out there, you know, more and more women, you're doing, doing your thing, but you're doing it wrong. You come in the word of the most high, you wind up, you, you have to do it right. You held, you held accountable, you know what I'm saying, even if you slip up. You know, and I, I stepped on a banana peel once or twice. But anyway, um, so um, <laughs> it, it, it's like it, it, that is the best way for a young man to go it's when he's coming up within that, that zone, learning more, and he wants more discipline, and as far as that physical training, and then ready to just be out there for, for what, what is to come, you know, because nobody should not get it twisted. Race wars are coming. That's, yeah. that's, that's factual. You're not going to stop that. You know, because every condition is not just on our people. See, our people is at the lowest of the totem pole, and only because the powers that be know that we belong on the top. But it's mm-hmm. the others just clawing and scratching, such as the Chinese and all of them, whatever, and getting at the white man's heels. He know how to knock them back down. So everybody is going to come and start this little war situation, man. It's going to happen. Race wars are inevitable because so-called white man 
that's in Missouri and Alabama and all these places that hate niggers to the core. Listen, man, the Most High got some dormant right now, and he about to wake them up and let them start popping their guns that they practice with. They go out and practice. They go train to kill. They 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 they, they backed up by police. They backed up by military. They're backed up by a certain or CIA and FBI factions. So these cats are gonna go and lay waste in these streets. All right, and what's gonna happen is the the people that's dormant those those Crips, those Bloods, those Nietzsche's, those Latin Kings, those Decepts. These cats are going to wake up, and they're going to wake up, and they're going to need something to cling to to give them that structure and that order, which is, from a biased perspective and a factual perspective, is the Hebrew is the right zone. And, uh, you know, with that, I'll let uh, King Kazaria pass on and drop it. Go ahead, ISUPK, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. um, No, I mean, I'll just piggyback on what the brothers are saying. Um, I'll tell you what's been the theme the whole night. Um especially that race war part, that race war part that Ashar said uh, for sure that's coming, which is more of a reason why we should, you know, be focused on um, coming together. That coming together got to come under orders. They got to come, you know, that's why, like one thing I like about ISBK, which Ashar could attest to, is there's nothing but militancy in there, nothing. And that's all it is. It's a rank. It's an order. I have a certain rank, so there's certain things I could do, certain things I can't do. Certain men I'm over, certain men that are over me. And every man should want a man over them. Like I remember Ashar said earlier how brothers don't know how to deal with each other when he gave them, you know, wisdom as a woman is a conspir- uh, comparison. But then when brothers get together, the egos get in the way, they don't know how to do it. Well, every man should want another man to be over them. The most high is over us all. Your high comes next. And then Israel comes under the screaming. You got the most high, Christ, the angels, and then you got us. Everybody has somebody over them except the most high, and ain't none of us the most high. So we should all want a man over us to be able to give us order, to be able to give us instruction, and to make sure that whatever decision we make ain't a wrong one. Like, we should never be uh, uh, that big ahead of ourselves where we just think we have all the answers. You know what I mean? You should have you should have a man over you that can guide you. So the militancy that is required is what's needed to fix this. And it can't be emotions. You know what I mean? Like when Nazi called me, like Nazi said something heavy as well. He said um, um, he may want to do something, but he got to call somebody. Everybody knows when they call me and ask me to do something, I always tell them, well, I got to check with the general first before I can make that decision. And everybody should want that. Everybody should want it. There's nothing wrong with having that because then that keeps you in the right mind and the right focus so that you don't ju- just don't go off on your own. So I think um, everything that uh, myself, Nasi, Hashar um, is beginning to do is is exactly uh, what is necessary to fix this nation and to fix the conscious community. When we did that little sit-down, that little sit-down, which they didn't even tell us that. The, I'm going to give you just, just real, real quick. The power of the Hebrew Israelites is that that sit-down was just supposed to be me, Hashar, and Nasi. It was just supposed to be the three of us having to sit down together. But the Hebrew Israelite movement is so powerful that when the other brothers heard that we was going to be there, they just came there just so that they could be around. And then, of course, they start asking us questions. And then they was all emotional and we was not emotional. And in the middle of that, I said, we came here to fix the conscious community. And you hear Nazis uh, being upset with the way the conscious community is. Well, all that could be fixed. Because that's how I look at everybody. Like before... um, 
you know, a, a lot of people get mad at our motto when we say uh, ICBK home of the truth, which is what we believe. But it's like if if um, you can't sit amongst men and just have a simple conversation, disagree, and in and, and that disagreement, you want to cuss each other out. Like a part that they left out of that video that Sadnetta took out of that video was Bashir and Polite literally, like, crying and about to go to blows and all kind of nonsense between them two because they can't just disagree on something. As men, we should be able to disagree. Like, you can you imagine all of us being in the room and then we're going to uh, get down. Now, Nasi got his belief, Shaw. Well, me and Shaw kind of are almost the same pretty much. So Nasi got his belief, Shaw got his belief, uh, Red Pill got his belief, and the minute somebody disagree, are we going to act like they did in that room? I don't want to be in that room. Like, if, mm-hmm. are we going to act like we did in that sit down? I don't want to be in there. Because mm-hmm. I don't, if anybody saw it live, it was disgraceful. And even Sutek and um, Sarnetta had to recognize that the only people that had enough discipline not to say nothing was the Hebrew Israelites. So that, these are the things that can get fixed when you come into um, um, really the true knowledge and, and of the Most High. Um, that's, that's really all I got to say. Hold on one second. We have two minutes remaining to the live uh, program. Three four seven six two seven twenty one thirty five. Open up the call. Yeah, let's go to yeah, the call. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the call. Yeah, calls. you can go to the call. A lot of hands up. A lot of hands up. All right. For those that are listening on the computer, who want to continue with us past the uh, cutoff mark, which is two minutes from now, you need to call three four seven six two seven twenty one thirty five. Okay, three four seven six two seven. 2135. Let's go to these callers. All right. Take the first caller. Yeah. And callers, please keep your questions to a minimum because we do have a lot of callers. We have to be respectful for, you know, everybody so they can get their questions in. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Go to caller 540 540676 caller. Peace, you on all the left. Peace, peace. What's good, brothers? How are you? Uh, what's going on? Now, I just wanted to say, man, y'all brothers keep up the good work. And um, and I've been kind of, uh, the brother from the AOC, um, the chubby brother with the uh, thick glasses, I don't, I forget the brother's name. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he from Riverfall. <laughs> <laughs> now, he from Riverfall Towers. I grew up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been knowing him a long time. That's back in the days when I was a 5%er. Oh, Saw. Right. Saw. Saw. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, me and, him, me and him used to always debate. We went to high school together. We used to always debate and all that. Like, but now as I, you know, on my journey, I'm starting to see a lot of things y'all saying is, is kind of true. Plus, I'm I'm anti, I ain't going to even hold you, I'm anti-Kemet. Like, them niggas got to go. <laughs> them, <laughs> them niggas is corny. <laughs> like, for real. And, and Brother Red Pill, I know you roll with them. Them niggas got to go. But y'all just keep up the good work, bro. Appreciate you, King. I can. I can. I can. Peace. 
as far as the Ten Commandments go, the only reason that everybody says the Ten Commandments is, of course, because when the Most High was on that mountain speaking to the children of Israel, he gave his first Ten Commandments. And he was literally, well, he was speaking to them uh, to, to shorten it, to dumb it down. And when they seen all the lightning and thunder and hearing the voice, the people said, Moses, you go talk to the Most High because we're too afraid to hear him. Those Ten Commandments signified that Moses was the man, meaning you're going to follow Moses now. It had nothing to do with There's over 600-some-odd laws, so those laws don't come from Ma'at or whatever thing. Any civilization, I would imagine, would have some type of laws. America got laws. So to say that you're copying something from that, it's, you know, it don't really uh, match up, you know what I mean, to, to say that. Any uh, culture, the damn Greeks had culture, I mean, had laws, you know, whether they followed them or not or believed them or not or whatever. The so-called Jewish man writes down the so-called law, but he don't follow none of them. So um, that's not what separates. And then as far as the pyramid goes, what is that? What did that? What did building that pyramid stop from? Because Egypt don't exist no more. It don't exist no more. As great as it was, or as great as everybody said that it was, and you got the pyramid and Sphinx and Silas and all of this. I mean, it's, it looks nice, I guess. But what does it? Do, what did it do to sustain that nation? There ain't no story of you know it. It, it, it got conquered, and it ain't gonna come back. People just live in there like that. Yeah. And, and I want to say this, um, Khufu, if you read uh, the um, Herodotus, Khufu so solicited his daughter to build the pyramids. He so solicited the princes of Egypt as a prostitute to build um, the things. And one thing you learn about when you talk about Manetho and Herodotus, they'll tell you that the Egyptians did not build the pyramids. So mm -hmm. when you go into your history and you talk about Manetho and Herodotus, who brought forth a lot of interpretation of ancient Kemet, they'll tell you that, Manetho will tell you that a foreigner built the pyramids, and Herodotus tell you that shepherds built the pyramids. So none of them is giving glory to natural Egyptians. So when we talk about that aspect, and I can show you in the Bible, in the scriptures, where the measurement for the pyramids is there. So this is what I'm saying. When we get into this little, we get into the little tit-tat information, it's like we, we, we are malnourishing our teachings in certain aspects because there's so much information that can demolish what we stand on. So if we glorify the pyramids and prostitution, then that's almost glorifying the American government because America got some of the greatest buildings on the planet. I was just about to say that. Like if you want to understand Egypt, you look at America. America glorifies in their great works. White House, uh, railroads, that, 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 everything. That's all, in that's all to a certain perception. That's all, that's all to whatever perception that you're coming from. Because we're all dealing with information. You're all dealing with someone's information. And when it comes down to it, who, who other than Kemet, who else was processing or producing information and actually documenting that stuff? That's, well, not, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true, brother. I have to, I have to stop that way. Matter of fact, Kemet wouldn't even been discovered if it wasn't for the Bible, because the only reason mm. people went into Kemet is because no, of, no, of no, they were looking no. for it. No, listen, listen, bro. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. And this is not. I'm not trying to get into no debate. But what I'm telling you is that they went even went into Kemet. The people that went into Kemet were looking for biblical research. That's what they were looking for. So when we talk about Kemet. You have to really understand what Kemet stood on. 
And Kemet was not the beacon of civilization, and Kemet never was the whole world order at any time. Assyrians and, and Assyrians and Babylonians were more powerful than Kemet in any aspect that you mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So you'll never see, and, and that's the thing. When you even you look at um 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 you look at Tutankhamen, you look at King Tut, and all of these people, they even publish and put on the walls victories over the Assyrians, which they never fought them. My question, my 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 only question, brother, was just how was those civilizations still allowing that information to be put out? You understand, even in architecture, even where our ancestors in Kemet laid that down inside the architecture, which still stands. So that shows the the life force that was put into that resurrection, that upbuilding. That continuation, that law being upheld, you understand? That showed that it wasn't no. A lot of other civilizations we can talk, we can talk about it, but they crumble. You know what I'm saying? But no, no, no. Hey, hey, listen, I, I listen, mean, listen, I mean, we, we listen, listen, bro. Hold on a second. I want to ask you a question. Aki, mm-hmm. the biggest destroyed civilization was Babylon and Israel. And one of the things you realize is that a lot of Kemet stuff survived is because that most of the artifacts received from Kemet come from dry land. When you talk about Israel, you talk about Mesopotamia, it's on riverbeds. Riverbeds, according to scientific understanding, the soil overlays ancient artifacts, and most of the artifacts that can be retrieved can't be retrieved. So the only reason you get a lot of ancient artifacts, and most of the artifacts that come from ancient Egypt or pre-dynastic Egypt Pre-dynastic Egypt artifacts are all Mesopotamian artifacts. So I want you to understand that. Yeah, the gods in Egypt are not yeah. even Egyptian gods. And that's what I'm saying, mm. bro. So yeah, when we come, yeah, we come yeah, to the we're, understanding... We're, yeah, we're so, we, we, hey, we not debating tonight, my brother. Much love to I, you. I, I, love, I love you, love you too, King. Yeah, 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 we love you. Love you know, my bad, y'all, man. Y'all, 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 brother, we ain't going to take all the time, man. I'm gonna right, you, bro. you know, you know, keep yeah. up doing the work inside the community, man, and and uh, and uh, listen yeah, to people, man. You, brother. All right, man. Peace. Peace. All right, Sean Thank King. You, brother. Peace, brother. Peace. 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 Indeed, we are going to go to another caller. Let's go to the um four six nine. Let's go to caller from the four six nine three five eight four six nine. Caller, please. <laughs> Pull up from the four six nine. Are you with us, peace? All right, let's keep moving. Let's go to call up from the seven three four seven nine six seven three four seven nine six. Call up, peace. Brother, this is Lord Kirk Black Hebrew. Brother, y'all cover a lot of subjects tonight. And, um, hey, we can go on and on. Hebrew brothers and the Kemet, I just wanted to just bring up, you know, God God started us out in Goshen. That's where we started from. And um, the scriptures does say we played a part in the famine. That's pretty much where our history began in Egypt. But um, it don't show we were slaves at that yeah. period. Three, four, you know? seven. 
Yeah, can you hear me? And uh, we weren't slaves yeah. at that time. We grew up. We we were second in command of Egypt, as we know it under, we could say Osiris, or that would be the third dynasty of Odoger. That would be Hematep. That would be Joseph. That's the same age, the same time period. Now, the story of Exodus is Seti. Seti, we got to count maybe 500 to 1,000 years there. Mm. So technically, we were not slaves in Egypt. Seti and Ramesses has conquered Egypt. That's really how the story is going. Mm. So our slavery began 1,000 to 1,500 years later. Now, if the scriptures is right, Joseph was the only one sold into slavery, but his 12, 11 brothers, was, his other brothers were not. So technically, we were not slaves. We became slave based on conquering, and that's what Seti and it was about. So I try to explain to the Kemet brothers, if, if Sedan must be where the pyramids of Miori is today in Sedan, that would be actually the kingdom of Seti and Ramesses. And you could tell from the two systems of Osiris would be Egypt, known as Giza, the Pyramids of Giza, and then you would know um, Sudan. And when you Google it and measure it by miles, they're 920-some miles apart. So we're talking two time periods. We're talking about humanitarian Egypt, and then we're talking about conquering bloodshed Sudan. And... When we talk about Nubia, we're talking about Sudan, and I know Nazi knows the Egyptian ontology. So, okay. so if a stranger would be, it would be us there in ancient, but it's also us here in America because we are the stranger. But something is happening now where we're resurrecting from the grave, and. I enjoy the debates between Nazi and yourself. I, I'm always getting your name, but Ta Ta Tazaya. Tazaya, yeah. I like that. Well, I talk to Shanetta, and we talk. Uh, we talk uh, maybe twice a month. What's happened is because of the slave trade, we're the strangers in the four corners of the earth, and God is actually bringing us out of whatever slave trade or religion that conquered us, he's bringing us out now. And so, like y'all said earlier, they're scared because they're seeing a resurrection when we was once dead and carnal and didn't even know this stuff. So the violence is increasing because the scriptures is correct. And when you read that angel book of Revelation, that's an angel Messengers is really talking in the book of Revelation. They're saying a bunch of Hebrew Israelites will rise and we will conquer the devil. We will conquer. So they're 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 beginning to be afraid. And that's what I wanted to share with you, brothers. So the resurrection and even you not um um not Nazi, any that you conquer, Seti you you destroyed him in a sense of knowing his subject matter better than him, but where he went wrong, he became an atheist before he battled you. And we all know Egypt is spiritual. That's a divine prophecy. So 
he weakened himself because he can't go into no scriptures of no other sort to discredit you. And then he, he and that, and when you told him you were gonna set him down, that was your scripture. You you literally set him down. So that's that Hebrew story, and no one can defeat it because God is planning something, and it ain't that brother's own in New York pulling that book up. And you talking to all the citizens of, of of this world. You ain't doing that because you want to. You're doing it because your spirit has that calling. And sometimes God will put light in the mix of something. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening. That light that is shining is going to conquer that darkness that we all had endured. And the, we know what the scriptures are saying. We've been slaves since King Nebuchadnezzar. Well, how long ago did he reign? That was like around six, five hundred BC. And then we look at the United States slave trade, you know, and we see it in the southern territories. But the southern wasn't even developed in the 1800s. You see, we were a slave in a part of a country that wasn't even developed based on the United States history. Well, that's the message. So. What I was going to share with the brothers on the corner, think about it. When you hear about George Washington fighting Great Britain and the weapons they had was less than the weapons we got today, if we had to fight a civil war, we would be getting whatever weapon we got, the kitchen sink, our friend's weapon, whatever old gun we got, it's the same system. Why did he have to fight these Europeans? And that's the message. God is telling us to be the black George Washington because if Great Britain is behind all this killing, which I believe it is, I believe that they're German, British, Canadian, Southern Confederation. They're going to fight us. They're going to fight us. Because in history, we must have been the ones helping to save America during the Revolution of War. And y'all know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. that's what I want to share with you, brothers. God is ready. The way the scriptures are saying, he says, I will write my will in our hearts. I will put my, my laws in their minds to know them. That is what's happening. And somehow the Hebrew life is the only Deliverer is coming. And how I learned this, I'm 47. And I know I've been a black panther in the 80s. I've been knowledgeable with, the, with my older elders in the 70s. I understand their, their voice because I learned. I'm, I graduated from high school in 85, but I learned. But I'm watching you younger generations. I'm not saying I'm much older than many of you. And I'm watching that fire. So, brother, I had to tune in because when light starts shining, it's the Z. Whatever God wanted this particular black people with woolly hair to do in modern day time, it is the exact time as it was in ancient times. But God took us away from that. And I tell all the Kemet people and the Moors, they, Babylon kicked us all out and put us in slavery. So what is God saying? He didn't marry all of us anyway together based on the conditions of slavery. And if anyone wants to go back home, 
you'll be fighting Arabs now. Just like we're fighting the Ku Klux Klan mentality. So, brothers, all I can just say is follow the George Washington's theory of how he fought Great Britain, and I guarantee you the Darrens are the British. They Thank are. You, Thank you, brother. Yeah. And, 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 brother, and brother, if you can, if you can brother, find a way to get your email to me or, or, or email and put it on the line so uh, or put it on the web page where we can get to it, and I, I need to speak to you. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, let me um, – I'll pass you the brother's number, okay? okay All right. Brother. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah take my time to give it to me. Correct. Yeah, you can do that. Thank you, brother. And you can text me. Oh, text. Oh, pardon me, but pardon me. I don't want to cut the brother's vision. Yeah, no, you go. You Indeed. Let's go to – Call up from the three four seven three four seven nine seven two three four seven. Call up, peace. Hey, peace, peace, shalom, shalom. How y'all doing? This Joshua. Sure. What's good, Joshua? Hey. How you doing, Nazi? How you doing? Hey, yo, see, show me how to. Hey, hey, what's going on, Hashar? <laughs> hey, Shalom, what's up, baby? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, man, for those that don't know, I'm down with AOC and Sean Ray, the two brothers that's on the phone, uh, you know, Hashar and Nasi. Those are my brothers. And Tazari, y'all, that's my brother, too. What's going on, What's going on, What's going on, What's going on? I'm just, you know, I, I just want to say, man, be honest. Like I've been in this way of life for a nice little time now, and I, I'm tired of the debates. I'm tired of the talking. I'm tired, you know, they they killing our our children and our women. And all I want to say is, like, when we going to get this 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 Israelites? This goes to Israel, and I mean the conscious community too. But Israel, when is we going to come together? I mean, all the camps. You know, FOPE, uh, AOC, ISUBK, <laughs> Shom Ray, uh, 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 I can go Shema Israel out in Brooklyn. All these camps, all, you know, all over the United States. When are we going to come together, man? Because that's what I want to see. Now I don't care. I care less about a debate. You know that that's going to be there. But I'm saying, as far as us, are we are Paula, we going to do this Paula, now? Please be on hold. Coming soon <laughs> to a theater near you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Yo, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it I'm serious, man Israelites are working on something big We working on something big That's all That's all That's all that's in there We working on something big <laughs> We working on something big Hey, yo, hang up <laughs> Oh, man Hey, most happy with all you brothers. I love all y'all brothers. I love Israel. I love all my people, my conscious community, the Moors, all y'all, man. We on the rise. They know that. That's why they. That's why they on the, the offensive right now. But we gonna get this. We are gonna get this going. Hallelujah. All right. Shalom. Shalom. All right. Then let's go to caller from the four one two four one two seven eight zero. Caller from the four one two. Peace. Peace, peace, shalom, shalom, family. This is uh, Jano. Jano. What's good? What's good? What's going on? What's going on? Peace to all the brothers and shalom, all the brothers on the phone, and uh, big ups to the to the host, Red Pill, man. Thanks for uh, getting the brothers together and doing this show, man. It was a it was a much needed conversation to be had at a uh, time that we're facing right now. We're at, we're at perilous times right now. You know what I mean? And uh. And the debate really should be shifted 
to where it's 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 what is the solution? Because if your doctrine is the solution, then prove it. Then prove it. I mean, as, as Keezy was putting down, Melchizedek was putting down the history of the Israelites, you'll see us with solutions. These are real solutions that are affecting the community, that are educating young brothers, that are teaching agriculture, that are teaching necessities that we need, morals, values. I mean, what, 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 is, the, what is the opposition teaching? What, if you oppose the Bible and, the, and what we bring from the Bible, then what, what can you get, what uh, doctrine can you give and discipline can you give our youth? If you don't have that system set in place, then you're not even qualified to step in the arena of debate. Okay, that's true. Mm, that's true. And, 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 um, another thing is, too, we need to quit debating each other. Because one thing the debates did do was bring the Israelites stronger together more than we ever have been. And what Israelites is debating each other? You know what I mean? So, so, so when you when you see that happening, and, and honestly, it brought the conscious community together, it brought the connect cast together on their side. But maybe if we would shift the debates to start debating white people that took all of our history, maybe we will all unite in that fashion as well. Because I don't, I don't really give a damn what you are, Kemet, Muslim, or, or Hebrew. You're debating a white man that stole our culture. I'm with him. I'm with the brother. All day. I'm rolling. Work. Yeah. That's true. And, 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 and truth be told, I presented us debating. One, one, of, my, one of my debate ideas was to debate a, a rabbi, and they were shot down. I, it just wasn't interesting. Nobody wanted, nobody wanted to, not, not saying nobody, but... The community that I was a part of didn't want that to happen, and and, that, and that's the sad part. Like we need to start. Uh, Khalid Muhammad debated Europeans. He went to war with Europeans. Let's go to war with Born Europeans. Down Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you got you got you got you got the officer Tazariak. You got Hashar. You got all these brothers. We ready to go to war with Europeans. If you want to make this debate a European, we do that at a heartbeat, because that's our enemy. That's our oppressor. But that's not happening because it's not, it's not exciting. It's not catchy. It's not. It's not behind the back basketball. It's just layups. I give you a precept. Layups. The scriptures yeah. say about Jude, the scriptures say Genesis the forty ninth chapter that okay. Judah uh, crouches down like a young lion, but he come up like an old lion. Meaning okay. we got to fight to fight against each other. That's an easy fight. It don't take a lot of strength to do that. But we ain't got that fight to fight the real enemy. The real enemy is not each other. Like when Yahweh right. said to uh, love your enemies, he wasn't talking about no goddamn devil. He was talking about that brother that lived next door to you that we sell crack to every day or we shoot and rob and doing whatever wicked shit we can find. But the real right. enemy out there is that devil. That devil, let me tell you something, blacks and Hispanics ain't never really supplied nothing to each other of their own. It's all provided by that goddamn devil, and we just... Look at him like he's the friendly guy, but we look at everybody else like they're the enemy. So that that's um, yeah, I mean, that's what we need to do. That, that's the real enemy. Our, our number, our number one, our number one problem is self hate. That's 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 another thing that 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 uh, the Messiah was giving across too was the the, the self hate uh, love is above all things. You know what I mean? So so when when we see because the black man is the most feared man on the planet. 
even a black man fears another black man. If you see a, a black man that's shooting another black man before you shoot a white man, because he's more scared of the black man, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? So, and, and, but that all stems from self-hate. You know, if, if you hate, if you hate it, if you didn't hate yourself, you wouldn't kill somebody that looked just like you. So, so it all stems from self-hate. If you love your brother, you wouldn't dare shoot, steal, or rob, or, or, or pillage. None of his belongings. Or him, or none of his family. His family will be your family. That self-hate is the main problem and issue. It's not really economics. It's the it's the de- and the devil is self-hate. That is that is a manifestation of self-hate. Is the devil? That's the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know what I mean? It, it, it comes in many shapes, different forms. You know what I mean? And self-hate is the number one disaster in the black community right now. Right, right now, you know, we we can say forget everybody. If we loved each other, we wouldn't need nobody else because we would be righteous. And if we were righteous, brother, we would be given anything that we would need. Brother, you know, one of my solutions, I think one of the great one one of the great remedies to help cure a large contingency of our people of self hate is when we demonstrate self love and come together. Unified and like the brothers are saying, debate the one because remember, self hate is a program. It's it's a program that was um, subliminally and subconsciously and outright uh, programmed into our minds from kindergarten all the way up into twelfth grade and then further into by quote unquote. academia, by academia, huh? the one I think. By academia, those are the ones that's that the need to be after. You understand? So we and have to we have to take the fight back to academia. Uh, we have to topple the institutions Atlanta. through the art of both debates. What the brothers do with the documentaries, like the Hidden Colors franchise and things of that nature, that's cool. I feel that you know the brothers and the Hebrew Israelite brothers and um, that camp. Your whole group, I'm, I'm waiting for your documentary because we need to attack for multiple, because somebody brought it to the attention that none of the hidden colors talks about Jews. None of them, one, two, or three, they don't mention anything about the Jews, okay? So they let them completely off of the hook. They, they, never, they never gave you the difference between the Akhenazis. They never gave you any of that information. So I'm looking for our brothers in the Hebrew Israelite camps to bring some information. But we have to attack them from an academic level onward, all right? And that will restore a level of self-love, especially in our brothers. You know how many brothers from the streets are waking up? The sleeper giants are waking up. And we, we, they're looking in the brothers, mirror and they're saying. We don't get the respect we deserve, though. We won't get the respect I know, we but deserve. It's, I, we don't, but... but we don't, but you know we continue that don't to work, take away brother. from doing them. Yeah, that don't yeah, take yeah, away from doing them because moving you know, the most high and those and those and, and and those angels that walk with us, you know, they're writing down our deeds and the things that we're doing is written in stone. Like <clears throat> this shit could just shut off right now, and I guarantee you that all of us on this line and a whole bunch of other ones, our 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 story is written in stone. You understand what I'm saying? There's 8 billion people on this planet. When it's all said and done, when they go back into the history books, the work that we put in as black people in America, we rose to the top. We, we, we proved that 
while these niggas were sleeping outside for sneakers and they was in a club, you know what I mean, throwing all their money away on, on harlots and whatnot. Shout out to my harlots. And just every all, all of the crazy stuff that people were doing, there was a group of us, a contingency of us, that went against the odds. They defied all reason. And we held this thing up. And we got out there. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get into the, as many different groups and organizations and names, but we're doing the job, man. We're doing the work, and 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 we might not see yeah. it in our lifetime. Come on, come on. Thank you, caller. You know. Yeah, but let's get to these callers, though. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Though, thank you for um your call. That you were warming to uh you emphasize you know the fact that um Jewish intelligentsia is at the forefront, not only at the brainwashing, but when we look at the reverse of the quote-unquote war machine that you were looking at in Ferguson, that you were staring at, is, you know, all of that is, is, is supported and promoted and trained by Mossad. And Mossad is, you know, the, the, the acronym for that is the Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. So that is ISIS. You know, now they got the whole world up in arms and embroiled in conflict that the uh, organization of the Mossad put together. So can I say I like ISIS. Can, can I interject real quick? And it's going to be just for a real second. quick. Yes, sir. When we, was, when we was in Ferguson, ISIS approached us, and that goes mm-hmm. back to Exodus, Exodus, the first chapter, the tenth verse, when it says they had become numerous, and even if they join with our enemies, they will overcome us. That was it. Let's go. Next mm-hmm. call. <laughs> Y'all ain't even said no. I'm trying to quit. Where them bombs at, Blue? You slow on the trigger. You're supposed to be drone attacking. Oh, damn. You know, the drone game is real lazy. Yeah, Blue ain't I'm dropped no bombs. Bomb. He ain't dropped no bombs. No, oh, no. Yeah, come on, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. All these Jews and brothers dropping on the show. He ain't dropping you know what I mean? We ain't no AKs, no bombs. There was a lot of Jews being dropped, but, you know, I ain't going to drop no bombs on nobody necessarily. I was going to take them to the end, but y'all get no more. No shit. That's 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 ISUPK right there. That's that's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit you throw over the wall. That's lazy. That's right. Yes, call up from the seven seven three eight one two seven seven three call a piece. Hello. Shalom. Come on. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Yes, sir. Peace. Well, no. Shalom, y'all about Shimmy Al Shabarak Khan. Yeah, what I'm this is Officer Kunayala from the ISUPK. Um, one thing that I, I want to say right off the bat is that uh, 